We're just going to start this over. Yeah, we're going to do it. We are going to start over, okay. and hopefully in, in, I don't care. We're going to come out smooth. It's going to be great. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> It's cold outside. It is cold outside. Welcome to Coffee with Curmudgeons. <laughs> Redux. That's right. Director's cut. Do do you hear me? I do. Is Jason Allen? Hi, friends. Otherwise known as Detective Frosty. That's right. The snowman. Listen, we got a snow apocalypse coming on its way. We got gear in the truck. We're ready to roll. Don't you give me any of that lip, or you don't get any cocoa. All right, how's that? I don't think this worked very well. You want to redo it again? Sure, let's go for it. <laughs> no, 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 we're not going to redo it. Again. Half the people will be out there like, hey, why are they doing it on the loop? What's on the loop? You know, <laughs> it was Groundhog's Day the other day. Oh. We're missing an opportunity. Oh, oh we could have done a we whole could have Bill Murray like Groundhog's Day every... thing. And... Oh, <sighs> could have done I could, it. you know, yeah. we've done this enough. Yeah. I should do a supercut of every intro we've ever done. For every show, a supercut. I yeah. like it. No, every like single it. intro. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That would be interesting mm-hmm. to see just how bad it is. <laughs> I haven't even had coffee yet, man. Well, get on that. Well, this worked. Uh, okay, the deal is, is uh, this is the first uh, plugs out. Yeah, that's what they, that's what we call it. This is our first plugs out test. Failure is not an option. No. You know what plugs out is? Have you ever heard that phrase? No. Plugs out? It I is a it NASA just... phrase. Oh, okay. I thought it was just like a Hollywood version of people don't have their hair pieces nope. on. It's actually a okay. NASA terminology. Oh. And it uh, plugs out test means that that's actually where they get the rocket all ready to go as if they were going to launch. Mm. The only thing they don't do is push the button and launch it. So it's like a dry run to the point where they're going to yeah. launch it. Yeah. They go through. Because, you know, they do all that. Yeah. NASA. Yeah. Back in the, this was from back in the Apollo days. Yeah. Uh, that they had the plugs out. And, yeah. You know, you un- know, unfortunately, that was when we lost our first three astronauts. <laughs> was during, well, no, yeah. it was during the plugs out test. Mm. Um, I just had a very cathartic moment and I just realized but anyway. that most of my life <laughs> has been plugs out. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, it was meant like, ah. I guess, I don't know, I guess like they're not linked. You know, all the systems aren't. I don't know. Yeah. I just know that it's a Na- it was a NASA term, at least during the Apollo missions. Ah, the plug gotcha, out test. Gotcha, plugs out. Uh, so that's what we're doing here. So we failed. That's all right. No, we didn't. Uh, I'm just using a new thing, a it's new a device. Tool. It's you know, which there will be a video of later, um, an informational video. So and it's to make things better. Yeah. And it just so happened that when I unmuted the mics. After I've tested it over and over and over again, <laughs> yeah, uh, it didn't unmute my mic for some mysterious reason. 
Like, we, I don't know why. We, we, it should have worked just we, fine. We've got Foo Fighters doing there. I mean, w- once upon a time, we had, like, a, like a talking little like coffee. head toy thing. Yeah. That was somewhere in the studio making weird noises. It's so, really I mean, that's too you know. cold to do this. You know is, what I mean? Is it coming out in icicles? Ice cubes? It's just too no? cold, man. Yeah. It, is, it, is a little, uh, it is a little nippy out there. No, it's not nippy. It's just a... <laughs> it's just cold. Which is over. Sometime, yeah. sometime. No, I just yeah. I'm like, and so like this thing's gonna roll in supposedly, and yeah. everyone's hoping. Let's hope it's a Portland snow apocalypse. Like, like yeah. oh, there's a dusting of oh my gosh, close everything down. Yeah, you know, one snowflake comes down. This is what happens in Portland, by the way. One snowflake comes down. Yeah, it's stuck. <laughs> Shut right. everything down. All the schools, you know. Right. And all the I'm ca- hoping it's going to be All the that. Californians are running around with, like, their hair on fire, you yeah. know, and the few of us that are natives, you know, we're, we're standing yeah. back and we're just kind of like, oh, yeah, it's a dusting. Well, I'm feeling, here's the thing, I'm feeling as though it's not going to be that. Mm-mm. Because, Mm-mm. why? Because people have things to do. Mm-hmm. I, I have big things to do next week. And, of course, it's going to be... That's when Mr. Murphy comes yeah. right in and decides it's going to... Uh... Well, it's like I got the email yesterday. And I was like, oh, I was going to email. Yeah. We will see you on Monday if uh, <laughs> this is postponed. And it's like, uh, yeah. Weather permitting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like sitting there. I was going to put the snutted snow tires on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was lazy. Oh. Well, could have <laughs> gone down the sh- story of my life. Could have gone down Schwab. Yeah, I know. Gone. I know. Yeah. I was too lazy. Oh, okay, okay. For a minute there, I thought maybe you are going to get out there, you know, hoist the jack up, you know. I'm going to change it myself. Oh, well, th- I yeah. did want to do that. Yeah? If I had a really good, one of those really good garage jacks. Yes. Which I realized yeah. I should have. But then, yeah. that's cool. Then you get the car. Then you're like, hey, yeah, okay, we got it up now. Yeah. Well, now you got to unscrew the, the nuts. And then it's like, and then what you really want, you don't want this, because that's what I got. You want right. that. Right. Full Indy 500 pit crew sort exactly. of stuff. Yeah. That's you, what I want. Yeah. But then it's like. You've just in, you just now have your own garage, right? At that point, right? You don't need to go to last. That's the one thing that I miss hmm. when I was a teenager and I worked at a gas station for a little while. Hmm. I had access to a full-on garage. True, like I could change my own tires. I could put tires. I uh, we had like it, okay, this was back when when you went to pump your gas. Mm-hmm. There was like a garage, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they would do things like change your oil. Yep. Well, not you'd have to pay for it. Rotate extra. your tires. Rotate your tires. Yeah. Change, fix it. We fixed tires. Yep. We repaired tires. We 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 uh, we put new tires on spare tires. I, I got a flat out tire. Okay. We had this machine that would yeah burr, yeah pull the tire yeah, off yeah. and burr, put the tire back on yeah. We had the thing that lifted up the hydraulic yeah and if you did it wrong it would just. A, you know, a couple yeah. thousand pounds of a car would come down on you and kill you. Yeah, yeah, it was a good life. It was a good life. 17 years? Yeah. Can't complain? No. No, you know. Flies only, house flies only live a day. <laughs> right. We, we, out, we outwitted them. <laughs> Too bad yeah. you died a virgin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> fade to black. <laughs> it's like, <sighs> I think that's what the guy who stuck a gun in my face and robbed me at the gas station said. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not good. I wonder. I wonder what he's doing now. Yeah. I wonder if he's like leading. So would uh, I. He's like leading to. Uh, he's you like do, Tupperware parties in Pacoima. You know. You don't, don't, don't want to be in that Twilight Zone episode. 
where yeah. I'm sitting there at a bar and it's like, yeah, back in the 80s <laughs> when I went to that gas station and stuck a gun in a 17-year-old attendant and told me, give him all the money and blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, really? Where was that? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be a hell of a Twilight Zone episode, it, it, wouldn't it? It would be. And the guy sitting next to you, he's like, oh, I remember that too, except I remember it differently. No, like, no, no. What? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. That would be. We just wrote, see, this is what we do here. This we, is why you come. We create. Hollywood steals our stuff because we're good. They're, they, you know, they're rebooting the Twilight Zone. And each version is different, right? The guy, the guy that did it, he's got this other version. You got the version of like, you know, hey, all I got is $15 and a chico stick. You know, yeah. what are you robbing me for? No, no, no. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, yeah. a, it's a, you know. It, see, Rod Serling's like, oh, I wonder mm. if they're, I wonder if they're, they're not. Hmm. It would be cool if on this reboot of the because Jordan Peele, who I th- yeah. he, I think this is a guy. Yeah. Did you ever see that movie Get Out? It was very very good. I've never seen it, but I've good heard, movie. Yeah, you've heard good things. Oh yeah, the good wife movie is all over that. She oh she said yeah. Oh yeah, it was Get that. Out was the I think almost the best movie of that year, and I think mm. it won some Academy Awards because it was it was kind of Twilight Zone dark. It, it had all those um, elements of dark mystery, but also dark comedy, and there's kind of a yeah you know uh uh i would say a uh racial commentary american ra- to right. it which right. which is darkly comedic i think yeah um and uh but so he's like the showrunner of this new twilight zone i might catch it that's mm-hmm. on that network but um that's yeah, like the streaming right they're not gonna yeah do, yeah it's on the it's on the streaming it. you gotta pay for their their streaming cbs i suddenly i suddenly realized that they're taking all of their sci-fi shows and just streaming them oh yeah they're saving they're rebooting the, yeah they'll do reality yeah. tv no problem yeah but well mm. they do that too but but what i was gonna say is for this reboot it would be great two things if it were in black and white which yeah they're not gonna make it in black oh, that would be awesome or two, they they CG Rod Serling every episode, right? Ooh. CG Rod Serling, Ooh. black and white. Now that see that would be awesome. Because then it would be my story would be, a man works in a bar to sit down, <laughs> tells a story of his previous young convict life <laughs> when he robbed a young seventeen year old. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Little does he know the man sitting next to him was there that night too. And he's just entered the Twilight Zone. Huh? Huh? Yeah, huh? that's perfect. Ring the bell. That's perfect. Put me on the board. Ring can the bell. I, can I play the guy like at the end of the bar that's like really whiffed? He yes. Just, like he comes out of a drunken stupor like every 20 seconds and, and laughs. says something totally random, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, uh, I told those penguins to be quiet. Exactly. You know, and then he comes back in a little bit later and says, Martha, they opened the bar. And then fall asleep again. And, and, there's a, and in a bar scene in the Twilight yeah. Zone, yeah. there is that character. Yes, there always is. There the, is that guy. The down and out guy it's at the, the end details. of the bar. Yeah. It's the details. Because mm-hmm. it's the Rod Serling details. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. See, we gotta, I, I got to mm-hmm. remind myself we got to stop doing this. Because mm. I swear to God, people are just going to rip us off. Because we have good ideas on this We show. do. We can write. It, it goes to show why yeah. when you're watching modern tw- television or movies in 2019, yeah, uh, which pretty much all suck. <laughs> As a general rule, sorry, it, they, yeah. they just really are pretty bad. Except um, for maybe the Freddie Mercury one. 
Oh yeah, I haven't Bohemian seen that Rhapsody. one. Yeah, yeah, I haven't okay. seen it either, but okay. I've heard good stuff. I mean, about in, general, in general, I'm making a generalization. Okay. Um, I mean, if you're not a Marvel MCU character, yeah. you, nobody's watching. Uh, you know. Yeah. And it's it, no, I'm saying in general. Yes, there are good movies. You just mentioned one, the Get Out movie. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, mm-hmm. but far and few in between. Also, with the see, yeah. I have a problem with the whole Twilight Zone thing mm-hmm. on the TV because. To me, it's a class. Go back, go to Netflix yeah. right now and watch them after, um, yeah. um, and uh, go see the Twilight Zone with yes. Rod Serling mm-hmm. in black and white, yeah. and it's yeah. you'll see why it's the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, oh heck, you know. I have a thing in general though against reboots. It, so it, to I. me, that is a dirty word because they never. I mean. God forbid you ever work in computers. Right, re- reboots. <laughs> Let's just start by rebooting that. And so that's we... when he lost his mind. Yeah. You know, funny. Now my uh, my four gigahertz uh, gaming PC has just turned into a Barbie Hot Wheels <laughs> PC from my childhood. <laughs> Your kid's like, Dad, what did you do? I rebooted it. That's right. <laughs> and that's the yeah. It's, it's instead of repurposing, analogy. it's re- I rebooted it. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Yeah, but I'm no. the J.J. Abrams of computers. We're not? going back. <laughs> this is a prequel. <laughs> oh, my wife scared me last night. Oh, I'm man. sitting in the recliner, <laughs> off, in, off in Jason land, doing whatever Jason does Jason at various land. Jason times. Oh, here, I can do that. I can do that. Okay. Look, in theory, I can do that. Okay. Jason land. That worked. What it mag- actually worked. What a magical place to be. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sitting, But did you see how that worked? That was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the recliner, and the wife's like, "Hey, uh, uh, wait, wait, just sitting in a recliner in Jason's land." That's awesome. <laughs> and she, she says, "Hey," she says, "Hey, you." Uh, I'm in a mood. Oh, I was feeding you lions. Oh, I said, "Hey, you." Hey, you. Sitting in a recliner in Jason Land. <laughs> oh, I can't even do it. <laughs> that is much too real. It's blowing my mind, man. No, but she says, hey, uh, they're, they're talking about doing a reboot to the show Lost. Oh, God, why? That's exactly that's what I said I said why on earth they wrapped it up why on earth do you want to do oh, that oh, oh, I know. oh Mr. Again. Kata Mr. Kata Mr. Kata I'm an answer I'm an answer I'm an answer Mr. Kata yeah, yeah 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 right there I'm a horse shack Mr. Kata they're, they're doing a reboot to <laughs> Lost so that you could be just as lost in the end as you were the first time around da 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 there you go yeah <laughs> oh jeez and I heard that, and I was like, why? Why? And then I suddenly realized, you know, with the movie reboots and all the TV reboots and everything, that why why do any of the networks hire any writers anymore? I mean, why do Well, they... in theory, if you check out the fandom, and I watch, like, YouTube fandom yeah. and stuff, Star They're Trek, Star Wars. They're way more creative than, you know. Oh, believe me. Actually, table that idea for a minute, because mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you something really cool. Excellent. Online. Excellent. An actual thing that you can use. Unlike the rest of this thing that you can't use. But, yeah. you know, if you the fans are not happy. And mm. the fans are not happy. Uh, you know, they get characterized with a lot of things sure. about, you know, all this social stuff. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there that just aren't happy at the level of writing mm-hmm. 
and rebootiness and garbage and yeah. regurgitation of garbage. And I, frankly, I kind of think they're right. I think, I think I agree too. You know, the whole Hollywood is out of ideas. It, they're not out of ideas. There's tons of creative people out there or whatever. But the way, okay, the way Hollywood runs yes. is that um, it's Wall Street. Mm-hmm. They have properties. Mm-hmm. And those are intellectual properties. Mm-hmm. Star Wars is an intellectual property. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek is an intellectual property. Right. Uh, Marvel. Yeah. Universe. Yeah. MCU is an inner Captain America. These are all things, and you got to use those. Right. And the best bet on Wall Street is always what? What's? Where's the best money? Right. Ooh, Captain America. He's popular. People know Captain America. Let's do Captain America. Right. Spider-Man? People know Spider-Man. Let's do Spider-Man, you know. <laughs> right. And so, you know, whatever. Yeah. I so just... new ideas are, you know. And it, it's interesting because I think the... You know, you well, re- you realize that my faith now in humanity is an all-time low because everyone, like, wants it. Like, well, then who owns all this stuff? Yeah. Yeah. You know, majority the of this companies? Disney. Right. Disney owns Star Wars, yep, which is Lucasfilm. Yep. Uh, Disney owns uh, uh, the Marvel, yep, comics and the movies, mm-hmm. and now Disney owns Fox, yep, uh, which is uh, other stuff. They own the the, the which, Muppet franchise. They also, um, folks, they also own ABC and ESPN. Oh yeah, you know. Well, they've owned that for a while. The Fox is the brand new mm-hmm. merger thing mm-hmm. that they now own, but. Um, Doesn't that break some sort of antitrust law owning Fox you would think, and ABC? You think? Where's Teddy Roosevelt? You would know? think? Yeah. Antitrust, believe me, antitrust is not happening, especially in this current government. Cli- in, in this climate? Yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> anti, anti, yeah. Antitrust, anti-schmust. Right. You know? I mean, it's right. really, seriously, it's like. Uh, yeah, like, no, yeah, I, I, I hear you. I just. I, you know, I, I just wondered because it's like they—it's the same old stuff that's just rehashed. Mm-hmm. And how many times? And this is a sad thing. And I, I get—I truly get sad over this. How many times has some original, young, brilliant writer or screenwriter right has come up with just something that would blow people's minds and and would be a franchise in itself down the line, and yet they're turned away because the the powers that be just don't want to expend that sort of energy to make it come to life. You know, why why, right. why develop that, you know, why develop that when we can just bring out, you know, what whatever franchise number 30,000. And I just I, I always I always wondered that. What some cuz you know somewhere in Hollywood there's some brilliant screenwriter or writer, you know, that has this idea about a movie or or a TV show or something that would just rock people's world, right? And the uh, you know maybe some other time we're not going to green light it. You know we'll think about it. You come back another time, kid. And meanwhile we're we're seeing just re- reality TV twenty four seven, and that bugs me because we're stuck with the same old oh they're stuck on an island or hey they're in a house for thirty days or you know or hey they've got to go ju- they got to go around the globe finding these clues and it's like the same old crap all the time I'm sorry I'm venting but right. it's like what happened to the cool you know the sad thing folks is you know I found myself 
this late this late stage in life i'm sitting there watching a network that shows tv shows from 30 and 40 years ago because well i was too young to watch them the first time around and now they're just more interesting like uh, it blew my mind right i'm sitting there and again i'm sitting there in my recliner and here comes a message show cannon which i love by the way i'm a big huge frank cannon fan and the actors in there are all the, like many from Godfather, right? Yeah. And it's just like, what? You have all these guys, you know, Abe Vigoda. You got the guy who played Mo Green, you know? And I'm, and I'm just like blown away by that because you could never do that in today's stuff. You could never Michael, get those... did you get something to eat? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> did you tell him, Fredo? Right. Michael, I, 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 didn't, I didn't want to tell him. I, I just. Right. Yeah. And tell me what. Tell me what, Fredo. And meanwhile, he's looking up at the Mo family's Green. coming in to take over the uh, casino business. Give, give him the, give him the dead eye stare. You know, it's like, you know, I'll buy you. Uh, you don't buy me out. I buy you. And then Mike yeah. all the time is just like unflinchingly, unblinkingly looking at Mo. Fredo, get rid of the girls. <laughs> right. And you know, ooh, yeah, Mo, yeah. Mo ain't gonna last long. Here. Well, about the uh, girls, I want you to be happy, Michael. Get rid of the girls, Fredo. <laughs> That's right. Uh, don't you ever go against the family? You again. know. That's this whole thing about pop culture. Yeah. I feel like there should be uh, a test. Ooh, pop culture test. We And the instructor, of course, is going to be Dr. Rebecca Housel. Sure. She is going to be the professor who who does this. But it should be like a, yeah. a litmus test a kind curriculum. Of? Ooh. You know, where you would do this thing yeah. where uh, you couldn't – maybe maybe we do it like uh, – Britain. Mm. We do it like the UK. They mm. have to buy a TV license and the money goes to the BBC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how they fund their public BBC television. Yeah. Like if you funded PBS, mm. but you every time you bought a TV, you had to buy a license for the TV. Mm. I think they have to renew it. It's a big scam. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. I'm not really telling you that's what we should do in America because we shouldn't. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we, we could have the license mm-hmm. and you have to go to class. Like when you're having a baby, yeah, you ha- you should go to birthing class, class, birthing yeah, classes. Yeah. Like, because at least guys should, because they're like, what happens next? Right. <laughs> I know what happens before, but what happens next? Yeah. And and then they're like, well, watch this little video, and you're like, golly, you all turn <laughs> right. into Gomer yeah. Pyle. Right. Golly, they, I didn't know that was going to happen. If someone was to make the video of my first child's birth, you yeah. know, I'm sitting there holding the wife's hand, you know, yeah. oh, the good birth was like, like sitting there, like, oh, okay, the magic of birth, what? You yeah. know, yeah, yeah. So you know, you do that uh, if you go to get your license, <laughs> yeah. to drive, yeah, you go to like a driving school, fishing license, you got so a fishing license. If you have to, if you buy a TV, yeah. You should have to go to a, a class, go ooh, to a license. Oh, and you'd have to like, and your homework is you have to watch like The Godfather. Yes, right. Yeah, well, you got to. That's 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 a primer right there. You, if you can't get past The Godfather, then you're sent back to like remedial. You have to watch TV class. Say chips. At that point, you're back to chips, yeah, yeah. Or, or maybe, well, let's throw them a bone. Maybe a little Petticoat Junction, because you know you want to Sunset Boulevard. Maybe. Sunset Boulevard. I don't know. Just like like the top yeah. ten or top twenty yeah. films. You know, maybe oh, you, you so. would have to watch some a few choice episodes of uh, yeah. the Twilight Zone. Yes. You know, 
maybe if Wonder you would have Burgess Meredith and I got all the time in the world, you I know, this one. kind of thing, you know. Yeah, I knew he was gonna bust his glasses, I just knew you it. just hey, no spoilers. Sorry, <laughs> it's like 50 years old, 60 years old, but no spoilers. Oh, sorry. Extra credit, right. David Duchovny. Really, David? Yeah, yeah. Sure. For extra credit, you watch an episode of the Twilight Zone, or or um, or the X Files, or uh, Californication. Oh, I love oh, Californication. Right. <laughs> My favorite guy though was uh, Moody. Who'd you do for Hank extra Moody. credit? Right. Oh, I, I I did the David Duchovny track. <laughs> right. If they if they watch any sort of reality TV, they flunk automatically. Yeah. You know. Oh, that's weird. I did the Abe Vigoda. Oh, oh, so you the Godfather uh, core requirement? You already picked one off. That's right. I majored in Vagoda. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You would have to have a TV major. Yeah. You would have to have mm-hmm. a major mm-hmm. and a and a minor mm-hmm. with your license. So okay, so this is perfect. Like you gotta have the Best Buy because you got a Best Buy. One thing you, I you know I admit I know everybody hates it or that. I like to walk in there every once in a while. I need to. Like pick up something quick and I have sure. to have it in my hand. I don't have time for Amazon. Like, oh, I need a jump drive here for a thing, and I got to do something, right? <laughs> so yeah, walk into the Best Buy. They got all those TVs, right? 4K, you know, the wall of TVs. I always like it when they have like this is a 10 inch TV. Okay, and here's a 159 inch, thousand inch television, double plasma. You know, and you're like takes up the whole wall. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, but you know, and so with that, you should you have to buy. Yeah. You know, you have to register for your license. Yes, I guess you could do it online, right? But in classroom for classroom discussion is always good. You got to go in classroom. I mean, they. I mean, look at how many community centers around town that would love to see that sort It'd of be business. Perfect too. Right? We could set this up because you could have it at the hospital. So, so say you're uh, an expecting hospital. parent. Yes, you're like the guy who's the expecting parent. Yeah, you got to go to the Lama, the the birthing class in the hospital. Sure, but you bought a brand new big TV for for the the partner, the wife or partner who is pregnant and is going to watch a lot of television during the pregnancy. Right, you're bringing sure. in like the 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 little ice cream sandwiches and yeah. you know and yeah. here's the TV, right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe she's on bed rest or whatever. So you could have it right next, like at the merged, like, oh, well, I'm going to birthing class. Oh, God, I just bought a new TV. I, I got to go to <laughs> I got to go to TV class, too. Oh, okay. Right. Can you imagine you're, you're going to Best Buy to buy a TV and they're leading you into a back room? <laughs> you got to go to class. Let's yeah. go. It's no, like, it's oh. perfect. I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Come here, man. Let's go to the back room. What do you mean a back room? I don't like it. No, yeah. no, it's TV class. You're okay. You're okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it would be, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite actor? Tim Allen. Mm-hmm. Get the sock! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say that again? Yeah, excuse me, I did. <laughs> Tim who? <laughs> yeah, Team Vagoda. You see, then you have, you know, you majored, yeah. you know. What, what do I major in? I, I'm thinking maybe uh, I would major in, <laughs> oh, Al- Albert Finney. I know. Oh, that that's, was a hard one. That's on our that's on our list of things to yeah. do. Maybe George, maybe maybe a minor in George C. Scott. Yeah, because I, yeah. I, I love I love me some George C. Scott. Oh, you gotta love Patton. But you gotta have like a, to me. I mean, the major ones. I mean, you gotta go with uh, uh, maybe a De Niro, maybe a Pacino. Uh, maybe... Do you want Do you want a Do you want a Patton soundtrack soundbite? 
Because <laughs> standing up with the now flag. Now I'm going to do that know. all the time. Yeah. Were you standing overlooking the bluffs? He was like, oh, God, that's great. I, I was here once. Yep, you know, yep. Oh, Al- what a Alexander the Great's time. You know, it's like, okay, George. I, you know, and, and, and my my trivia yeah. to the movie Patton, because yeah. it came out mm, 70? 69? No, 70? I think it was like uh, mid-70s, wasn't it? No, I think, no, I think it was earlier than that. I think it came out before The Godfather. Ooh. I think so. We could look it up. But uh, the, the thing like, um, like that Quentin... Like that movie written by Quentin Tarantino, mm. the not directed by, but the script is by Francis Coppola mm. for Patton. Which, when you watch the movie and you hear the lines and you stuff, you're like, "Oh yeah, this is this." I'm feeling, I'm feeling it. Like if you yeah. know that going in, you're like, "Yeah, I'm feeling it." It's got those good, you know, those iconic lines that right. that iconic dialogue, like the dialogue, like you know, yeah. that you recite. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, we, you know, yeah, and you like. No, doesn't the movie doesn't Patton start out with him giving the speech? Yeah, there's a giant American flag, and, and he, he comes just up, walks these steps. up, and does a monologue. Yeah, gentlemen, we're embarked on a crusade, a crusade to something. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, Georgie Scott, you know, but not only Patton, but you gotta you gotta go back to uh, like uh, Doctor Strangelove, you know, that, he's, the he's films of Stanley Kubrick. Maybe the films of Stanley Kubrick. He majored in Kubrick, you know, or, or maybe, yeah. or hey, listen, I, you know, I took a cool workshop on Peter Sellers. That's the thing, you know. Oh yeah, that's the thing about the, you know, it's like okay, what if you just studied the films of Stanley Kubrick? Mm. They're all different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. you, you, when you get down into them, mm-hmm. then you'll see the threads of him as a director and as a creative person you will see the same thread mm-hmm. you know but Barry Lyndon is not 2001 a space odyssey yeah. by a long shot totally different settings different places different things you but, know but you know yeah i mean there's a lot there i don't know i just think yeah i think that that would be good and then yeah People wouldn't want to just watch reboots or, or reality TV. I see. I got. I got. Uh, I got a major uh, axe to grind through because I, well, I think. I think in, I, in my world where yeah. you get the TV license, yeah, reality TV is outlawed. Right. Ooh, I like. I like. The only reality TV you get yeah. is if you want to do reality TV. You're on YouTube. Oh, I love it. Yeah, you yeah. can do your. You can do your reality stuff. Yeah. You can have your little thing and yeah. do your thing on YouTube. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you're going to watch people doing reality, just watch YouTubers. Right. Watch vlogs, video blogs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Watch those makeup ones. (laughs) They're fabulous. Well, these these people get millions of views. Or the cooking ones. Or the cooking ones. Maybe the vegetarian cooking ones. Or maybe you you could find a regular one. No, but yeah, you shunt them off to like their own like streaming channel. Hey, get out of here! You know, we're gonna move you. Yeah, and uh, and and then we make sure you know we got to get to them young, right? We need some good old. That's what I'm saying. We need some good old fashioned brainwashing. Maybe here. it's yeah, maybe you it's know? age restricted. Like like if you're fifty five and over, <laughs> hey, <laughs> you should just get a free TV with your 
a reverse uh, mortgage in Medicare. How come they're uh, showing the third man in a daycare center? Yeah. Well, they're you know they're starting out young. We got to get them. You know, or some exactly. wills. Or some wills. wills. Right. You know? I, I know. I, I agree with you. <laughs> we need a culture. We need a. <laughs> we need a cultural revolution. That's right. Curmudgeons are going to lead it. Said no one in Cambodia. True. Uh, oh God. Mm, 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 mm. See nobody would get that. I don't know. Today, they saw the... <laughs> I would just walk into Best Buy. See, I we could teach the, the class. Fields, they would oh know. God! Yeah. I just walk in with the with the TV class because you had to buy this. Like, oh, it's, it's some weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a dystopia anyway. So yeah. this is just our dystopia, right? Well, I have my license. That doesn't look like your signature. It's, you might it's have just to go a get different a DMV. Version. I mean, right? we're in a dystopia right now. This is just a slightly different color of it. Doc and Jason yeah. walk in to give their uh, their TV culture class. Oh, yeah. And yeah. what does Doc say, first off? Today <laughs> is day zero of your television viewing. Mm, <laughs> mm. You see, I got to be more gruff than that. Yeah. You know, I just walk in and say, everything you learned is crap, okay? We will beat the reality TV <laughs> out of you. Right. The reality is you're about to get beaten. You yes. Know? Yeah, that's great. Oh boy! Yeah, I just I got no. Nothing use like to totalitarian communist metaphors for our little dystopian right? television cultural revolution. Right. Oh, I can think of the I can think of the graphic for this show already. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, the television be some... cultural revolution. There right. are people. To be fair. Yeah. There are people on YouTube who are talking about this all the time. Oh sure. Old yeah. people like us. Um, people in the industry, and yes, younger people too. Yeah, you know? we're just sick of the same. Yeah, cookie cutter corporate crap. Well, I mean, it, you know. yeah, I, I, it's just you. You want people. You want generations. Look, generations for centuries have enjoyed Mozart. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. all of that music. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you take your your little kid to an orchestra, a mm-hmm. live orchestra, and sit them down and go, just see what you think. Mm-hmm. Mostly, and it depends on the kid, you know. But yeah. mostly, they're going to be like, wow, what is this? What is all this? It's what is all this? Stuff? Who are all these people? They're all making this sound. You know, yeah. it's a whole different world. First time you hear Coltrane, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, I a, mean, what? So you know, you. Yeah. If you watch in a good setting, like a, a really good film noir mm-hmm. that's done in black and white, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's shades of gray, it's not oh, yeah. color. Not that color color is bad. No. There's beautiful color sure. films, sure. especially the early days of color. Oh, the early, like, and that's, real a, that's what amazes me. Oh, yeah, the early days of Technicolor. Those, those things are amazing. The Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah. Well, it blew people's minds, you know, yeah. when it goes to those vivid color you know well there's uh, gone with the wind too gone with the wind gone with the wind yeah. you know what's surprisingly had and the hitchcock the hitchcock uh oh. movies that are in color are amazing yeah. I, I'm, the remaster of north by northwest Ooh, yeah ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah yeah huh and you could sell product 
Yeah. It's like, do you want Cary Grant's really nice blazer? That's yeah, right. It's very colorful. Looks good on him, doesn't he? Especially with the sunglasses on the train. Well, we just take that as an opportunity to get in the biplane and buzz people like, no reality TV. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah. okay. I mean, there, there's a subculture. No. I mean, there, there are. And again, if you go out on YouTube and you see people, pop culture, people who are like into this. Yeah. Into things. You, you, you see the criticism. You see the critical eye mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. It, and it is it is uh there, there I, I think there is a post millennial <laughs> problem with art now okay. this is a generalization excellent you're always gonna say well wait a minute what about that movie or the, yeah. yes yeah. yes that's this is a generalization but uh i think i think the problem is before the millennium before the 21st century scarcity Mm-hmm. Dictated maybe better product, mm. and then with abundance, maybe you get more noise and crap. Washed out. Yeah. But what's weird is you would think that the uh, that the the quality would yeah. sit with the would you say a tour or what you know the the like with Hollywood yeah. themselves yeah. Yeah. Like you would think that the people, oh, on YouTube or whatever, that yeah, they're the unwashed. They, look at this. The garbage. unwashed masses. Look at this garbage that they're making here. Yeah. That's great. You know, whatever fan, whatever. Yeah. And that you would go to Hollywood for the really good stuff. Yeah. Truth is, <laughs> I think that paradigm has changed, or it is changing. Yeah. Because the formula, and like these movies blockbuster movies like like the marvel and all that stuff yeah. i mean for example they're so laden with cgi effects and all that yeah. and after a while you know a lot of these you can't tell one movie from the next you really can't it's just all a bunch of noise at some point yeah yeah i, I can i can see that i mean it, it, over the top it's over the top you know it's like well you know we we got we got your three layer cake we yeah. put on an extra layer of icing and then what we did is put on Three layer ice cream and then extra icing, and you, then we poured hot fudge over it. You, you know, you've literally it's, just described James's James Cameron's resume right there. You well, know? but yeah. but to be fair, I like James Cameron. Yeah, to wrong. be fair, he's actually better at it than some no, of these other people. He, he's creative at it. You know, and, and when you see stuff like, I mean, we saw Avatar for the first time. It yeah. kind of does blow your mind. Like, wow, this is all. Yeah. He's kind of the whole new. He's introduced a whole new level of. But he's also a yeah. guy who came from a background of non-CGI yeah. filmmaking. So oh, some some yeah. of those people kind of know, you know, what's going on. Well, he's I mean, jobs. I, I, uh, you know. Okay, uh, to be fair. Yeah. And I love the guy as a fan mm-hmm. forever. And I think he's he has been a great filmmaker. But George Lucas, mm. to be fair. Mm. I would criticize George Lucas when he went and did those Star Wars prequels. And, yeah. he, of course, they used revolutionary new CGI technology and all of that. Right, right. And yeah. I, when I watched those, it was like, what in the heck is going on in this screen? I, there's uh, the ships and there's this and there's yeah. that and there's aliens and there's whatnot. Where where do I focus my attention? Sometimes I think part of those prequels break down with that. Whereas when you watch those original Star Wars that didn't have the CGI, yeah, yeah there were effects or whatever. Oh, I know where to focus on this ship, yeah. spaceship, on this guy, the space pirate, or whatever. 
And I, um, well, I think that Hollywood. I mean, especially with like CGI and the special effects, it's almost like they tried to bombard your well, senses. Watch those MCU right? movies. Yeah, and some of them are good. I yeah. mean, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Pretty good, yeah. Movie, I but it. but they're they're luckily the MC the Marvel movies generally are driven by pretty good story and characters. Yeah, um, Guardi again, Guardi. I think Garden Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I is the it. new kind of the new kind of characters that came out that not everybody knows that was the breakout. But but again, yeah. just like CGI, CGI, CGI. I yeah. don't know. I, I'm I'm ranting here. No, no, no. It makes. It, it, but I do think that I'm a curmudgeon. It makes perfect sense <laughs> to me. But I think that uh, independent creative people can do a lot more with the technology, with filmmaking, with cameras now that they couldn't do before. Yeah. And more importantly, they can distribute it. You can put your stuff up on Vimeo or YouTube. Right. And you can make. Well, I also think it's just the the corporate parameters, right? When you get to that stage right. up in Hollywood and stuff, you have everything well, laid out for I, you, and you can't deviate from this certain recipe. So I know, to speak, I know, know, know. it's a, a industry and a bureaucracy. Yeah, but why should any movie cost two hundred million dollars to make, mm. or two hundred and fifty million dollars to make, a half a billion dollars to make? Remember the hubbub why? over Waterworld. Yeah. When Costner made it, it breached it breached the hundred million mark, and people were like, "Oh my God!" You yeah. know, this is blowing people's minds. You know, if it tanks, you know, it's going to destroy Kevin Costner's career. Well, that's the thing. But it, and it did. I mean, they just blew all this money on it, and the only the only the only movie. And, but that's the thing. You have to make that money back, and then profit, and then some. Right. So it's like if you don't make, you know, it, like if you kind of break even or make a little over break even like in a Star Wars yeah. movie or a comic book movie like like uh, the DC comic you know the Superman Batman's oh, sure. and stuff or yeah. the Marvel Justice League it's not really a success it's not really a success if it's like well yeah we made that money back mm -hmm. and we mm -hmm. made a profit but well what's the percentage of the profit that you made see that the that's the thing I, I i call that sort of uh economics the the nfl uh cincinnati bengal economics and let me explain that for a moment folks back in the 80s all right the, the owner of the cincinnati bengals okay i don't <laughs> don't ask me his name or whatever but he claimed for years right i'm losing money right but the NFL, when they, when they, you know, of course, they see all this stuff, and it's like, you're not losing money, you're, you're making money. But he's like, no, no, I'm losing money. And, okay, how, explain it to me. How are you losing money when you're actually turning a profit? And he, here's the way they judge it, okay? Okay, here is my product. Here is what I'm forecasting to make this next year. So if I don't make that target number, I'm I'm losing money. When you really haven't lost money, you just aren't making the profit margin that you forecasted, you know, and, and I think Hollywood sometimes falls into that trap now too. Okay, we're going to sink this money and it has to make this amount of money. And even if it does turn a profit, but maybe not as much as what you think it does, well, we, we, we lost money on us. It's a wash. It's all over, you know, what whatever. But no, not really. I mean, you literally, you turned a profit. You just didn't turn a profit as much as you thought it was. And I think when you, if you have that mindset, uh, you just, I mean, they're like, again, you're stuck with the uh, same cookie cutter crap that's over and over either reboots or whatever and somewhere there's some brilliant young screenwriter or director 
or just writer himself that has something that's just totally revolutionary, right? And he just never sees the he never sees the light of day because well we can't go there because we have to have this certain amount. And you're right, the, the indie stuff and with technology, it's kind of leveled a little bit of the playing field. And I, you're right, I think that's where the creativity. I mean, think about this also as, as I'm ranting along. Think of all the creative stuff now that has come out on Netflix and Amazon Prime that you would never see the light of day with if, if those two vehicles weren't going strong, right? Because, I mean, there's all sorts of things that like, well, yeah, I watch this on Netflix all the time. I mean, how much sh- – I got a challenge for you folks. Yeah. How many shows do you watch on Netflix, right, that you follow, you you, you get there, you – you uh, you you uh, binge on them, right? You take the whole season at once versus – Stuff you watch on TV. What what does that mean? Because everything I always hear, either on social media or whatever, everyone's always talking about. Well, oh my gosh, this <laughs> series came out on Netflix, so I'm going to watch it all. I'm going to binge, you know, two or three seasons at once. And those the, the, those those poor movies would have never saw the light of day under a network sort of uh, paradigm. You know. Well, that's um, yeah. The the Netflix and the um, like Amazon. I mean, Mar- marvelous. You and think Adam, marvelous Mrs. Maisel would have ever seen the light of day uh, in you know any any sort of uh, I network? still have I still gotta because I don't have the yeah I don't have the I gotta figure out the brilliant, brilliant and, show. I, I may have to do the Prime, but yeah, it'll be after the I don't know whatever. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, Netflix, Amazon. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they're putting pumping all this money into independent productions yeah. and people are selling their wares mm-hmm. their original shows now the one okay the one that really dr- would dr- I got to figure out the pr- believe me th- it's me it's not them <laughs> no no it's Amazon not, would it's love not. to sell me prime and they remind me every time i'm right. there it's right. like come on oh look it, it, it's like free down. shipping with a free trial it's like guys i don't need another <laughs> Thing that you know, they they always. My will is weak. I broke down under yeah. the que- you know the the spotlights and the questioning. You will get right. Okay. But here's a good example. They're they're taking series that are successful. Uh, yeah. here, the other thing too is again with those two hundred million dollar plus movies, mm-hmm. you have to pull in such a general audience. It's huge. Yeah. Huge. Mm. Uh, that uh, you know th- these things like like sci-fi and all of that. Yeah. You know, maybe not the Marvel. You know the Avengers movies. Definitely overall macro people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I wasn't that big of a comic book guy. And I watched my first Avengers movie years ago. I was like, yeah. well, that was that was pretty entertaining. Yeah. And and partially, I think it's because of the cast, too. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. You know? Right. And then you went back, and it's like, oh, yeah, Captain Wonder Marvel's Woman. not bad. I thought the Wonder Woman one was fantastic. I, I... Don't go to watch that one. That's all my really? list. Yeah, oh. I, I've been meaning to watch it. Soon, what's your name? It Gal, did Gal well. Godot? Yeah, it did well. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. did better than the. The problem was is the movies leading up to that that were like Batman and Superman and stuff were, which I did see, were garbage. Right, <laughs> just horrible. <laughs> they were so bad. It was yeah. like, you know. You know, I want to. I think that's Superman in the dark over there, <laughs> wearing that dark outfit that's not blue, red, white, and blue with the cape. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if if my Batman doesn't come out and it's not uh, you know Christopher Reeves and I mean that's what I want on Blu-ray 
The four oh, is the God. original Superman and Superman Two. Yeah, Superman the movie. Oh, my favorite Superman before Zod. Yeah, yeah. It's like Terrence Stamp, isn't it? Zod. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Terrence Stamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great actor. Yeah, great actor. Yeah, Marlon Brando. Yeah, you're gonna go to a planet. I'm making a million dollars a minute here. <laughs> Literally. Kid, get in the shuttle. That was, uh, I think... There's another million. I think in Superman the movie, yeah, they yeah. got Marlon Brando, and he was the highest paid... That Ever. was the highest payout for yeah. making a movie. And for he's, him. He was in it, yeah. what, 10 minutes maybe yeah. the most? Dino De Laurentiis. Yes. Yes. Well, the, the, it, yes. if I remember, the original Superman was kind of filmed as... The two Superman, like kind of the original and the sequel, because he's in yeah. the sequel too, Marlon Brando. But I don't yeah, think they bring like him the back. Yeah, he's a little video thing, or when he puts in the crystal or whatever. Yeah, they don't the bring hologram. him back or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, yeah, we don't need to spend another million dollars a minute on this guy <laughs> who can barely remember his lines. Yeah. May have been a great actor back in his day, but line please. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Between I... that and Apocalypse Now, I think. Oh yeah. Or was it Apocalypse Now that he got paid? I I think it was Superman. It was one of those movies where Superman, he became the highest paid million, Yeah, a million dollars. I, I remember that now. It was like a million dollars like a minute. Because uh, he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. You can't make me do it. No, and no. They we were like, were, but De Laurentiis, we got to have yeah, you. Yeah, Dino De Laurentiis. We got to have you. But I am Dino De Laurentiis. You will be in my movie. I have a checkbook. I have a very big check. He probably, <laughs> do you think they checkbook. brought like the, the, the publisher's clearinghouse guy out? Look, right. Marlon Brando, it's got your name on it right here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's I like have no big, idea uh, what that accent is, but I'm going to say it's Dino De Laurentiis. It's, it's got a big, uh, it's like the big cardboard check that you see, like yeah. the, the winners of like golf tournaments hold up, you know, like, hey, look at that. Um, yeah. What? Marlon Brando's like, what? Is, is there a reservation somewhere I can do this check to? <laughs> Right. What bank is this? Yeah. What bank takes these big of checks? Is this the tribal bank? <laughs> Do you guys take these checks? Do I have to endorse it on the back? Yeah. It's going to be a big signature. Pay yeah. to the order of the Yakima Nation. <laughs> or whatever it was. Right. These are throwbacks. You have to look these up in history of pop culture. Right. The, the, the references. When Marlon Brando won the Academy Award for Godfather, mm. it was Godfather. Yeah, didn't he? It was Godfather. Didn't he have this interpreter come up? He did up not. And a lady, the Native American woman yes, come up and say, you know, from Marlon, the nation, yes, came up and accepted the award and yes. gave a speech about uh, Native American rights and stuff. But, yeah. uh, which actually, to today's to today's sensibility, yeah. But it was back at, back in those days. It was like, oh. You have soiled Hollywood right. forever, Mr. Marlon Brando. Today, they'd be like, yeah. Today, uh, it, it would be the woman, because she was dressed like to get Marlon Brando's award. Oh, yeah. I can't, yeah. We should look up her name. Yeah. Uh, uh, on live television. Of course, it's Academy Awards all like, yeah. today, Kanye would be beating her to the, 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 the podium. Right. He, I'm, I'm just going to say something. He's elbowing her out of the way. You know, Beyonce should have won that. Yeah, yeah, like, come exactly. on. <laughs> Sit down, Kanye. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. not Beyonce. It would be. Uh, so that reminds me, what accent is Dino De Laurentiis anyway? Because he, he he he's reminds an me of like a, Is he? Because sometimes he comes off as like Yakov Smirnoff almost. Well, that's just me. I'm sitting here being Dino. That's the confusion you're having right now. Okay, I get it. Don't you understand? Understand. You have to play Jarrell. Superman's daddy. <laughs> Be Jarrell. <laughs> Breathe Jarrell. <laughs> you know, essence of Jarrell. Uh, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Uh, I need another million dollars to think. <laughs> it's getting clearer. Getting clearer. <laughs> okay. Here Seven you million, Marlon. <laughs> Seven million dollars. Right. For 15 million, I'll reenact the scene with Clemenza for you. Oh, okay. I don't know. There's a guy on TV, $6 million man. Ah. You know, conversely, some of my favorite Brando films are, are the kind of like the low key ones. Uh, the Freshman. I love him in that. Oh, that's like a Matthew good one. Matthew Brodder. That's Bruno a good Kirby. one. I, I would love. Yeah. You know what? That's a movie that. Yeah, that's one that I haven't yeah. seen in years. Yeah. Charming movie. Yeah, they, they, they're marching around with a big. Uh, uh, kimono dragon, and they yeah, had Burt Matt, Park huh. singing it. There he is, your kimono dragon. Yeah, Matthew Broderick that. and Bruno Kirby's in there. Bruno Kirby. Too. Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, that was a yeah. good one. Great I movie. Had that one on tape. And Don Juan DeMarco. Don young, Juan DeMarco. I've uh, seen that too. Marlon Brando, young Johnny Depp. You That's know? right. Yeah. yeah, I like it. But I like his kind of offbeat ones. The the big the big mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah, you know. I'm telling you, I saw that one from the '60s with him and. Um, I don't know the name of it. Just mm. Google it. You'll yep. find it out. Yeah. But it's a movie from the mid, early to mid-60s that he did. It's in black and white with Yul Brynner. Mm. And it's about a German guy living in Asia who is a turncoat. Uh, basically, he's trying to uh, oh. disrupt the the German, the Nazis. Uh, it's a war movie. Yes. And he's trying to disrupt the merchant marines. So he's a German businessman, yeah. but he goes against Germany, yeah. and they're they're basically shipping all this rubber out There's a glimmer from of, Asia. Yeah. And uh, Yul Brynner is the captain of the German merchant marine that mm. is, and they're carrying like, you know, all these supplies for the German war effort during World War II. Who doesn't love Yul Brynner? And so, and so, uh, yeah, Marlon Brando is a German businessman who does not believe in what's happening in Germany, as yeah. uh, one or two German people <laughs> did at the time. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One apparently being my great grandmother. But oh. uh, yeah. Um, but <laughs> uh, interesting story about that. Uh, but anyway, so so he's he's yeah. out there and he's uh, he's kind of faking it as a German uh, business representative for the you know the Nazis or yeah. whatever. But he's actually secretly. Sabotaging them. Gotcha. Okay. It was I, a good I, movie. I vaguely remember and something about that. Scenes and stuff. Yeah. I think actually maybe mm. is Yul Brynner a, uh, the captain or is he a U-boat captain? He might be a U-boat mm. captain. I'm gonna look it up. I got stuff to show yeah, you. Yeah, I anyway. just I, I vaguely remember something, but it's so vague that I can't remember. I know. Hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna need a refresher on that one. I will tell you it was. Um, it was uh, actually critically acclaimed. Moraturi is the name of the movie. Moraturi. Okay. Might, I, I believe that, yeah. it, it. I believe it was based on a novel. It sounds like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Moraturi, 
also known as the Saboteur Codename Morituri, mm-hmm. is a 1965 film mm-hmm. about the Allied sabotage during World War II of a German merchant ship carrying rubber, a critical product during the war. The film stars Marlon Brando, Yul Brynner, Trevor Howard, Janet Margolin, mm-hmm. and Wally Cox. Really? Isn't it? Yep. Wow. Remember, he did a whole bunch. Directed wow. by Bernard Wicke. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, it's actually a, a pretty darn good movie. Yeah, of course. You know, we've totally not mentioned, I mean, probably one of his most iconic movies. You know, I could have been a contender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it kind of takes place on a boat and yeah. mutiny, and then they're they're trying to get away from things and mm. whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, the budget was... Six million dollars and it made three million at the box office. So it was mm-hmm. not a criti- was not a um, success. No, did not do well. It was a financial disaster. Yeah. Um, that's that's when they were. The New York Times chances. criticized it for being turgid. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's one of Excuse those things. Excuse me. Oh wait, where's my? Here it is. Okay. Oh 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 yes. Excuse me, Jason, but. I find this Marlon Brando Murtry film is turgid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is a phrase. What a, word, what a word that we don't have anymore. Turgid, you're right. Yes. Oh. That, that is a, uh, oh. Tur- Kids, today's word. I was going to do that. Is turgid. Turgid. <laughs> hey, you know, but this one, isn't that one of those words, though, when you want to come out and sound really intellectually superior, mm-hmm. you, you've got to throw that word out there just because it's a stamp, right? Don't don't mess with me. I've got a great vocabulary. Everything is turgid, you know. Well, they did. The guy who said it was turgid did praise Brando's uh, performance, though. Oh, oh. So. Everything else was just. It was, it was, it has 71% approval on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, it was, it was. Uh, it didn't win any awards. Oh, it was nominated for the Oscars. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Is that back? Cinematography when... and costume design. Oh. oh. Best black and white costume design. Best black and white cinematography, nineteen sixty six. So I guess that's interesting. They yeah. separated color from black and white. Interesting. In the 60s. Well, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Because there were still a lot of black and white movies. I mean, the Manchurian Candidate. Yep. And plus you had the... In living color. <laughs> yeah, and plus you had the whole... Uh, what's 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 the term? I mean, we use it all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Turgid, that's right. Turgid. No. Yeah. But, uh... But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I was going to show something here, but before... Since we're talking classic, before we say anything... Yeah. Yeah, so today... This morning, uh, the news that Albert Finney oh, passed away. Yeah, he was what eighty-two. Yeah, great, great actor. Yeah. And I realize that you know I have my favorite Albert Finney, but there's multiples. But I do have my top favorite. Okay, but I he's my Scrooge. He is my Ebenezer Scrooge. So every time I think of Ebenezer mm. Scrooge in the movie, yeah. is the movie he did, which was a musical. Yes, and I I love that movie. Yeah, I love the Scrooge movie that yeah that, yeah, that yeah. Finney was in. Yeah, it was good for me though. Guy Scrooge dancing is a... on his grave on his on his right, coffin, doing right. a tap dance on the coffin and everything. Right. I mean, to me, that Scrooge movie is that and the Willy Wonka with Gene Wilder. Oh, yeah. Are like who yeah. knows? It might have been the same. 
It could. It could have been, but yeah. I've always liked that one. So for me, Albert Finney was always Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah. And he plays it with such gusto. He does. Yeah, he does. Actually, mine's George C. Scott Scrooge. I like that one. What? He did it in like 1984. And it okay. Just, it blows okay. me away. But no, Albert Finney... Uh, I think one of my favorite Finney roles was uh, when he played Hercule Poirot. Mm-hmm. You know, in uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Express. Yes, that was a was that seventies eighties seventies I think, or if it is eighties, it's very very early eighties eighty one maybe. Yes, yeah, Scrooge Scrooge with Albert Finney was nineteen seventy. Wow, I it mean, did, he, did was, movie, he, he he's an interesting yeah. actor because he played in makeup and all that, and yeah. so like he was definitely. A little young for the role, but yeah. made him up and make him. Scrooge in 1970, British musical film adaptation in Panavision. Panavision. Of Charles Dickens. Yeah. Right, well, we know that. I always thought Albert Finney was one of the most underrated yeah, me too. actors out there. Because, I mean, he his roles, when you watch them, they're like, wow, that's brilliant. And, but you just... He does. He didn't get the press that I thought. I forgot, yeah. and it and it's not because, it's kind of. I wasn't. I saw it. I wasn't so big on it. It just kind of annoyed me. Mm-hmm. But it was huge, huge when it came out because it was a huge Broadway musical. Annie. Yeah, it was a huge Broadway musical, and Andy then of Warwick, course, yeah. and that was when the biggest, hugest Broadway musicals yeah. would end up in Hollywood as a multi-million dollar blockbuster uh, movie. And right. so Annie came out. And it, like for a couple of years there, it was like any, everything was Annie. Yeah. And of course he played Daddy Warbucks yep. in the in the film. Yeah. And it's like he was really good in it. He was good. I, yeah. Annie kind of annoyed me. Yeah. I just was kind of like, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but it, all oh, his roles, all his roles. And I remember yeah. uh, watching it and thinking, well, yeah, he's, he's great as, Daddy Warbucks. Yeah. I didn't even know if I knew that it was Albert Finney, or I had even, at the time I saw it, that I knew that uh, it was the same guy who was in my favorite Scrooge yeah. movie. I don't even think I knew that. Yeah. At the time, but uh, yeah, and that was uh, that was eighty two. Yeah. Uh, my my all time. Yeah. What is your all time Albert Finney? Well, it is it is the Cone Brothers, mm-hmm. Miller's Crossing. Oh, I gotta see that. I got. I watched it once way back in the day, and yeah, I only yeah. remember little snippets of it. And it's one of those movies that just kind of like Barton Fink that just kind of. I, 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 I watched love, it. I love Barton Fink, and I just Great you know movie. I gotta watch it again. Actually, if you're if you're a um, uh, what's his name uh, from uh, Roseanne? Uh, Dan, uh, uh, yeah, John Goodman. Yeah, if you're a John Goodman fan, yeah, Barton Fink is a good. Yeah, part of your filmography. Yeah. I mean, Barton Fink is uh, John Turturro. Yes, who's fantastic. Yes, he's also in Miller's Crossing. He's fantastic. So mm. both Barton Fink and Miller's Crossing are great John Turturro films. Yeah, right. Yeah, not Stanley Tucci, John Turturro, mm-hmm. but uh, but John Goodman and Barton Fink is just like it's it's a John Goodman you've never seen before. Mm. Yeah, much like Big Lebowski, where you're sort of like. Right. Okay. You know. Right. You're out of your element. Anyway. But. <laughs> yeah. But, I love that. You know, Mr. Goodwin is still here. Yes. And we're here to talk Good, about Mr. Goodman. Yes. About Albert Finney. But yes. uh, yeah, Miller's Crossing. Miller's it's Crossing. one of my favorite Coen okay. Brother movies. I I would say that if I had to pick one Coen Brothers movie, that's the one. That's it. Huh. I mean, right. it, it, well, you know, you're picking what's your favorite child, 
right? True. That's a when Sophie's you're, when choice. You're, when you're pick, yeah, when you're picking Coen Brothers. Um, but okay. it has both elements of, A, it's a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah. And they make fantastic movies. And B, it's a pure on their take on the gangster genre. Yeah. And, and you know. Okay. I, gangster I, movie, Coen Brothers, put those two together, bang, you've got one of my favorite movies. It's actually one of my top ten favorite movies of all time. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to see it. I remember looking for it like it was a few the months ago. The performances are I amazing. I couldn't find it. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, it, between there are scenes, and I posted a scene on Twitter. Okay, the Tommy Gun scene, mm. which is all Albert Finney. Yeah, um, and John Polito, great yeah. actor who passed away, I want to say two years ago, mm-hmm. is in it. He's in the opening scene, and be- the just. Between him and Albert Finney. The, the movie starts out, the Coen brothers go with the tropes, yeah. but they do it well in an artistic way. So how does Miller's Crossing open? Pretty much just like The Godfather opens. There's mm-hmm. a desk. There's a chair. Albert Finney is in at the desk in the chair. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And John Polito comes in, sits down, and is giving, giving Albert Finney his troubles that uh-huh. he's having. Yeah. And what he wants Albert Finney to do, as Albert Finney's just sitting and listening to him, mm. and it's just uh, one of the best opening scenes. If you like gangster movies too, yeah, it's a, yeah, just oh, a yeah. fantastic. And yeah. why Coen Brothers write great dialogue, great scripts, oh, and great dialogue. So you put that all in there. And and one of the things I've always yeah. appreciated about the Coen Brothers when they do a period piece, they try to work in language. Mm. From the period, they try to use phrases and things, yeah. not just like, uh, you know, modern, you know, it's not like, this really sucks, man. I can't believe it. Yeah, they put them in period costumes, but... Yeah. but to dude! The, yeah, dude. Dude, this really sucks. No. <laughs> and the whole thing is like, yeah. John Polito's going, I can't get here to giving me the hi-hat, you know, and all that, you know, and all yeah. this, and, and then, well, what do you want to, you know? Anyway, okay, and, I, and, I, and he walks out, and Albert Finney says, as he's walking out the door, he goes something. Like, he goes, "You're only as big as I made you." Oh, yeah, ooh, that, yeah, yeah, that's good. I like so, that. And get, get, it's a, it's a great Gabriel Byrne movie. I love Gabriel Byrne, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Miller's Crossing, I will, you know. Yeah. And that's just a. Uh, that's a great cast. Yeah, Mary Gay Hardesty, I think is her name. Okay, she's in. Oh yeah. my gosh, John Turturro. But but Albert Finney, it's a great great movie. It's a great tour de force for Albert Finney playing the kind of top dog Irish bootlegger. Yeah, who has to deal with uh, all sorts of problems, and it's a movie Excellent. about per- uh, personal betrayal, oh. which is always real good. Oh yeah, when you're dealing th- with mob movies, it's always isn't, personal isn't, betrayal. Yeah, isn't that know? the the one Fredo? Thing? You know. Yeah, you can't. Right? You. Like, like, say we sat down. Okay, we got to pen a mob movie here. Yeah. You know, Hollywood called Jason. We need. Oh, we, we need to write excellent. a. Excellent. We need to write a, yes. a, a. A treatment, a synopsis, a uh, sort of, yeah. our gangster movie. Okay, let's okay. go. Okay, we got Big Paul and blah 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 blah. Yeah. And then it was like, but but it's like, yeah, he gets along with his brothers and his best friend. <laughs> yeah, it's a tight family. Yeah, they're good. Mm-hmm. They go out skiing once in a while. Mm-hmm. Water skiing. Mm-hmm. Down at the keys. Mm-hmm. What happens? Does anyone betray him? No. No, no, no they're pretty no, good. No, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. You know, the Easter <laughs> scene is just fabulous, you know. 
it's like, oh, okay. it's really awesome when Michael gives Fredo his favorite oh. baseball glove. Yes, and a signed Babe Ruth baseball. Right, because Fredo was and hoping, Fredo kisses him. Yeah, he he, said, oh, thank you, Michael. You've always had you know my best interests at heart. But wait, 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 wait! wait. Yeah. Does, does Michael bring in a baseball bat later and <laughs> hit Fredo over the head and split his head open into blood gushing? And then we're nope, sitting there, we're sitting nope, there like, nope. Why would he do that? No, he's his brother. <laughs> They get along. <laughs> right. Right. Doesn't he do something that pisses him off? No, he's pretty grateful, yeah, actually. All right. What about Sonny? He's got to get mowed down, right? When he's, you know, he's got to get called out there and then the toll booth no. they didn't. No. No, they're, they're, they're pretty no. good. Very tight-knit mafia family. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't anyone get greedy and want to want more? No, they're they're all very good. They actually send thank you notes. The, yeah. You know, <laughs> the funny thing that. is... Folks, man, we gave you a script. We wanted the the ultimate gangster movie, and you you turned the gangster movie into it's not organized crime. It's just a family business, <laughs> yes. you know. They're selling antique. You know, he's selling olive oil, and he's doing a really good job. This at is it. a Gilmore Girls, right? The Gilmore Gang in a special oh, Gil- Photoshop. Here we come. <laughs> oh, I love that Gilmore, the Gilmore Gang. Oh, I guess that is actually a, yeah. Stars, ho- Stars Hollow is just, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's like dream. it's Connecticut, so you know. It, it's funny because you you cannot have yeah that gangster movie without betrayal, that infighting, get, that betrayal of the people closest to you. Yep. That's just like something you must have. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't have that. Is that Shakespeare? Is that Shakespeare? Is is that where it comes from? Really? It all really. It, I bet you it does. Yeah. I would say so. As a hint that maybe we should have a guest on here who can <coughs> tell us about that stuff. Doc Normal. Ed, anyone <clears throat> out there? Anyone out there? Yeah. Hello, Doc Normal. Mm. Need to get on that we're, after a year. Yeah. We're looking at you, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, isn't it? I yeah. mean, isn't it kind of, that's kind of the Roman. Yes. Julius Caesar, Julius A2, Caesar. A2 Brute. It really, is, is, yeah. well, here's another question. Isn't all mafia movies? Kind of Julius Caesar. Yes. Shakespeare. Yeah. Yes. Isn't it pretty much? I, I've always wondered that, actually. Like, at the end of the day... Man wants power. Man gets power. Man, man gets is betrayed. betrayed by his closest Ultimate ally. power corrupts uh, and then is taken down is betrayed by those... Brute. Yeah. Judas. You know? Oh, wait. It's not even Shakespeare. It's, it's <laughs> Jesus. It's the Bible. <laughs> Whoops. No, but no. Which he, is actually very interesting because yeah. uh, that's that's what they that's mm. what they're they're that's John Polito's issue, John mm. Turturro, mm. who is the Jewish shyster of the movie. He's on the mm. he's he's a wheeler dealer and stuff, and that's John Polito. It's very okay. interesting because it has the multicultural organized crime kind but, of East Coast thing where you have the Irish. The Rothstein, and then the yep. Bugs Moran, and yep. then you got the... And then the Italian... It, right. You know, and yeah. so it's like, you, you got know... You the Capone, you got the... And know, even the yeah. Dane. They have the Dane. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, mm-hmm. interesting. Oh, that's good. Wow. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's 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 multi that's multicultural gangsterism right well, there. I it love it. it kind of was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, that's true. But, uh, yeah. Can we work uh, in the Tong somewhere in there? Oh, yeah, sure. Mis- mysterious tongue. You know? Ooh, I like that. You know, I like that because you gotta have someone inscrutable. Mm-hmm. You know, 
because they've got to match wits. But you see, the cool thing is, <laughs> the, the top dog in the Italians and the top dog in the Tong, they actually respect each other. Mm-hmm. They're wary of each other, and they know that sometime it's going to come down to a, a blood feud in the streets, you know, but they respect each other. You know, you know the other ones, they move in and they take over. They got no respect for history. They got no respect for culture. You, my friend, you respect. You know, the Wow, guy. that was good. I feel like I was just taking a meeting at the White House. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. Right. <laughs> yes, Mr. President. <laughs> get, get Manafort on the phone. Like, oh, get, get going. Wow. That, see, that's wow. Shakespearean right there, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I yeah, I, I always just, love writing dialogue. I don't know. I, mean, I think fun. I think, I think yeah. we should write a mafia movie yes. where nothing happens. It's just a happy family. It's like it turns into a bake sale. Come here, Fredo. Um, there's a discrepancy in the books, and I'm looking at you. Oh no, your math is wrong. Look, you didn't carry the one. Look, it's it's just a clerical error. You're right. Or uh, even or even better, it's like let's go fishing, Fredo. There's a, pro- <laughs> there's, a, there's a problem with the books. Yeah. What do you mean there's a problem with the books? It was all yeah. There was a problem with the books. You made us even a bigger profit. I, I love you. Oh. Like, oh, let's go fishing. Oh. <laughs> you know, like, and they're like, wow, that's great. The Gilmore Gang, you know, and they show up down there. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. You know, we can just rewrite The Godfather. It's like right, right. <laughs> Tom goes with Abe Vigoda. They actually go bowling. It's right, like, <laughs> right. They're not gonna. Can you go help me out this em. time, Tom? Sure. You want to go bowling? Oh, all right. I love bowling. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not gonna go whack him. You I know, Tom. Bowling. He's just he's gonna take him out for dinner and do a little bowling, and then maybe show him around some assisted living places. You know, yeah. because you know Abe's getting a little up there, and and you know, yeah, I love it. I think we could. There's a lot to work Michael, with here. The one who comes to you. Be the one who betrays the family. Ah, mm. uh, Tessio. Somehow I just can't believe this, Tessio. Right. I really trust you. Okay, Michael. <laughs> right. How do we work in Barzini, though? I know. You know, because you got to, you know, Barzini's up No, pimp, it's you the know? end of that meeting. It's like, Ooh. my son died, your son died. I'm good here. Yeah, instead That's of them, it. like, going through the windows, bub, 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 they're handing out croissants. You know, there you go. End scene. You know, because there was a scene, you know, there is a scene where they all, they have the meeting. Yeah, yeah. The five family, you know, the they meeting. They come together and. Because uh, they killed his son. Sonny. His son. And then they, like, we both have lost. The, I know. pledge to you. But then, it, well, yeah, because Don Corleone says. Yeah. We're good. We're all one happy Gilmore family. Gilmore Girls family thing. <laughs> and you know in the movie, the yeah. next scene, that ain't what's going to happen. It's like, da, 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 okay, Tom, I want you to I want to hit them, hit them, hit them, hit, 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 hit. But it's not hitting. Right. It turns into a potluck. Yeah. At the end, they just, oh, uh, I brought in my... my cannoli. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cannoli. Yeah, but see, when, you, when, you, when they bring you a cannoli in the freaking Godfather, yes. it's poisoned. Oh, it is. But see, not in our version. No. Not in the Gilmore Girls no, it took, family No, it took first business. place in the, in the, in the yeah. county fair. Oh, you know? this is lovely. I love it. <laughs> I just imagine. 
And the scary and na, 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 like you're waiting for something. Right. It's like nothing ever happens. You're looking for the hammer to drop, you know. It reminds me of Monty Python routine, you know. Or the, you know, the, you know, he's he, he's he I, who, has he been shot? We don't know. But he's in a hospital. Michael yeah. rushes there. Where is everyone? They're not there. So he's like, we gotta move in rooms, you know. And so they're like, you hear the footsteps down the hall. And he's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, they're coming. They're gonna get right. him. They're gonna get him. And then the door opens. It's a doctor, you know. Hey, just had to check up your test. You look good. You're yeah. not ready to go home. You're like, oh, okay, great. The ca- car awesome. drives by with the with the with the guys in the car. It's like right. he falls over. It's like, oh, it's just a gallbladder attack. He's got to go to the hospital. And the guys that are coming <laughs> oh, by, okay. they're not they're not coming there to kill. They're they're genuinely worried, so they're handing out flowers. You know, hey, we were worried about Don Corneille. And so uh, oh, okay. Oh my it. gosh! Everything ends in the potluck at the end. <laughs> <laughs> God bless this wondrous bounty. You know, oh. and like, uh, and then like you know, slowly pulls back. You know, yeah, I love that. Maybe like going, where's the, the Gilmore action? <laughs> where's the? Uh-oh. Well, I mean, that's the whole. That's the whole brilliance of the Godfather and Coppola is you have yeah. these family. Set. I mean, the whole movie yeah. begins that the Godfather, the marriage and the party and the, oh, yeah. this is a happy time. This is a family happy time. All set in the backdrop is the darkness and the evil and the murdering and the backstabbing and the, you know, and that's and the, the Luke really, and Razi, you know, yeah. may your child be a masculine child, you know. Oh, yeah. But the, the whole thing about, you know, on, on, on your daughter's wedding day, you cannot say no. If someone comes to you, the Godfather, right. you, you got to do it, you know. But that's the whole thing that makes that whole gangster thing work. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that was the kind of the modern gangster. Because I think the old gangster movies, like the um, uh, Jimmy Can't, Jimmy Can't, number one. Um, and, uh, um, yeah, uh, Public Enemy. The killers. Those, they were a little bit more like they didn't. Show that as much? No. There was a movie I just watched though with Anthony Quinn that was much like this, and I, I really? watched this. Yeah, I watched this movie. Anthony Quinn, it too. was really good, and I watched it, and I and I said to myself, Francis Coppola watched this movie, mm. and Quinn is it is mm. you know he's the the man of the the uh, mm. the um the neighborhood, mm. and he's got his his sister that he's. Yeah, uh, I, I I can tell you what. It huh? Is. Interesting. I, I love. Uh, I, I again, I'm a sucker for uh, Anthony Quinn. Oh, uh, Zorba, you know. And uh, again, I love his his real offbeat movies. I, I love the movies that you you never typically think of him as the powerhouse performance, but they're endearing. Like my favorite, uh, Anthony Quinn, right? Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's it's Zorba, but but my favorite one is the John Candy movie. I think this is it. Only the Lonely. Where he plays the old next door neighbor who's trying to woo John Candy's, you know, Irish mother, but she doesn't trust him because, you know, he he's one of those great guys, you know. But his acting is just, it's just wow, it's subtle and it's just, it, it's 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 awesome. And uh, so, it was good. Only the lonely. No, it's not the Black Orchid. John Candy, um, uh, one of the one of the rat, not one of the Brat Packers is in there too. Ali Sheedy. And then, uh, of course, the the great uh, here it is. I Margaret think, O'Hara. I think this is it. The Naked Street or Maureen O'Hara. Sorry. Yeah, I think this is it. The Naked Street. The Naked oh. Street is 1955 American crime noir directed by Maxwell Shane. The drama features 
Farley, Granger, Anthony Quinn, and Anne Bancroft. Yep, that's the movie. And Bancroft and, and Farley, both young, oh. young Anne Bancroft. Actually, she was like twenty wow. or something. Wow, when she made this movie, just like a baby. early in yeah. her career. Yeah, and she plays the kid's sister, and Farley mm-hmm. Granger, Farley Granger, Farley Granger, um, is is like the the husband, huh. and, and Anthony Quinn is the kind of the the Goomba. Yeah. Love older Anthony brother Kino. who's taking care of the family, the mama. Yeah. And so it oh. has all the the mama. They, they sit down and they have the pasta in the kitchen with the mama. Of course. Yeah. So it has all those tropes. Yeah. 1955. Of course. So it goes back a ways for that kind of gangster family thing, and that's a yeah. great war movie. I gosh, do so, I have that one? Let me. I think I watched that on YouTube, dude, for free. As a film buff, let me ask you this question. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when did when. When did the mafia movie, the 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 trope, and uh, w- when did it modernize? When do see, you think it changed? See, I don't I don't know because was it once in, once upon a time in America? That you yeah, know, but that, pre- that was after. Was but that, that after was Godfather? after Godfather? That was pre Godfather. No, I think I'm, uh, I'm certain it was after. Uh, okay. Yep. So yep. Great movie, by the way. Yeah, I do have have it on the DVD. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, that's Sergio Leone. Right. And. Right, Ennio Morricone mm-hmm. doing the music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think. See that the mm. you're asking the question that I was just kind of answering there. Yeah, where that whole family trope. Right? Yeah, like that you see in The Godfather, where you know it's it's the it's the light and the dark, the family lightness and the darkness. It, it went from adventure. To uh, oh, I had it just in my head. It went yeah. from adventure to uh, cultural, the yeah, family dynamic, yeah. right? Yeah, and that was like Cop- Coppola. I think that's where The Godfather and Coppola got so much credit because yeah. he he approached it. He approached the Mario Puzo about the gangsters yeah. as a movie about a family being an Italian American, right? Basically, drawing from his own experiences in Italian American. Like, what if I take like, what if my family is an Italian-American family and we, the big family, all the traditions and all that stuff, but it happens to be the Godfather's family. Yeah. It happens to be and the I, mafia. I think the character know? that brings that about beautifully, and I'm sure it was written that yeah. way, was Diane Keaton, you know, when she oh, shows yeah. up to the, you know, they show up well, to the wedding the, and she's, she's got all the, these questions. Yeah, know? she's the, um, is it the, do you call it the cipher? No, that might be wrong. The, the character mm. that comes in that you use to explain oh. what's going on. Right, yeah, So yeah, she's the yeah. perfect, and her entrance, like you just said, is a is a, a mechanism in filmmaking so that Michael has to explain. Yeah. Because, you know, Midwest America, you know, yeah. Protestant America who Betty Lou doesn't have doesn't the Italian American experience doesn't know what the hell's going on with the marriage and all that stuff. Right. So that whole thing in the beginning of the movie where she comes in as the uh, um, you know as the Protestant kind of yeah. Midwestern school marmish sort gal of yeah who is yeah. not Catholic Italian American no. right and then. They use that as Michael explaining, like, well, here's what's going on in my family. Yeah, why is there a line by the door? Yeah. Why does, you know, yeah. oh, look, it's Johnny Fontaine. Because remember, yeah. and I know this growing up in, in my neighborhood, uh-huh. is to Protestants, like a lot of Catholicism and all of that, you know, Italian and, yeah. and all that is can end up being really mysterious. It is. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I grew up in, like, a, a you know, a neighborhood that was uh, not racially 
<laughs> integrated mm-hmm. very much at all. Yeah. Very white. But it was, you know, the 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 trinity of the white people. It was like yeah. the Protestants who were all like Scandinavian and German and all that. Sure. And then the Italian uh-huh. Italian Americans, Catholics, and the Irish American Catholics. Catholics so right. my best friends were like Irish yeah. Catholics and yeah. Italian yeah. Catholics. So it was like an interesting kind of uh cultural Blend, yeah. thing where it's like you know, what's this mystery of and you know you, being you a you don't see that much on the West Irish Coast. Catholic on the East Coast, your your cheek yeah, by jowl yeah, with different. Yeah, you know. and and that's probably because yeah, it's West Coast in a in a very in Port, Portland, Oregon, right? Most insular, <laughs> the whitest city in America. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't believe us, I, there's actually a uh, newspaper. I don't want to go down that no, that no, road. No, no, no. We we do that sometime. That's yes. fine. I just don't. Want, I, there's more I want to talk about. Yeah. I want to talk about Albert Finney, right? Because we're talking about every other actor. Albert <laughs> Finney, who was not in The Godfather, <laughs> right? Should have been. Oh, oh, can you imagine Finney? He would have been okay, great. Let me ask you this then: If we're talking Albert Finney here. Look over the whole pantheon of uh, of the actors and characters of Puzo. What would you see a role of Finney in? So I don't. I don't know. It would. would I would create, think it would have, have to, to be like an Irish. Oh. Ooh. You know. Mm. Actually, he could. I do know who he could have played. Hmm. He could have played Sterling Hayden's role, the police chief. Oh. He could have as as a more Irish kind of a. Irish, oh. dirty cop, the brogue sort yeah. of, you know. He could have, he could have uh, done nothing against Sterling Hayden. No, no, but Finney. But Albert Finney could have been oh. uh, him. He's a little bit young at the time to play it. Finney. Yeah, Sterling Hayden's a little bit older. Yeah, yeah. I believe that that's Sterling Hayden. I believe, right? I, I think so. Police, I think you're right. Yeah. Chief. Yeah. Hmm, <laughs> a great scene in the restaurant. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Patting him down, uh. you know. But anyway, uh, yeah, I think he could play that. Kind of, kind of like, kind of like, Connery played the cop mm. in the Untouchables. Untouchables right. So Finney, I think, could have done something like that. Right. The father. He could have played Mulder because we saw him in Scrooge. No. Yeah. Mulder, yeah. So, so um, kind of the father figure. You know what I mentor. forgot? Hmm. What movie Albert Finney was in? Okay. Big blockbuster movie, and actually a very good movie in the series. I give it high praise. Okay. Skyfall. Really? Yes. He was in. He was in a Bond movie. Yes. Wow. Skyfall. Wow. Not just a Bond movie. Probably. Well, probably the best Daniel Craig movie. Oh, yeah. Casino Royale was pretty darn good too. That was not. Yeah. Casino Royale, but Skyfall was was a really good movie. Yeah, I had the jitters when they were going to do Casino Royale. Oh, so did you I. Said, so you did see I. the early one. And so did like, I. Oh, okay, but but it was really well done. Yeah. Well, it's like every Bond movie, like every Bond that you have. Yeah. Like every actor who plays Bond. Yeah. They do like a series, a handful of movies. Yeah. I think Tim. Well, Tim. George, well, George Lazenby was the the one that only played one. Right. But Dalton, I think, only did two. Two. Um, Brosnan but, you know, did like three or something. Like three four. or four. Yeah. I believe he did four. Connery, I can't remember. Connery Roger did like Moore did like. 50, 100, right. 50, 50 million, thousand. But anyway, um, but uh, yeah. Craig's done four, right? Yeah. And like, I'm just going to say, as a huge Bond fan, and yeah. I love them all, it's always, there's the ones that are like, eh, that was not a great movie. And then there's the, oh, that's a really good one. Right. And the, right. And the ones for Craig, I think, are Casino Royale and Skyfall. Uh, Spectre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. But uh, and then the other one, I can't even remember the name. Albert uh, Finney, Skyfall. What did he, what did he play in Skyfall? He was the guy. Yeah. At the bond, they go to Scotland. Okay. Judy Dench. Yes. And yes Craig. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. Go hide out to yeah. Scotland. Uh-huh. To the Bond homestead in oh. Scotland, and Albert Finney's like the caretaker dude. Oh. With the yeah, shotgun. I don't, re- I don't remember that. I don't Go re- watch it again. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot I forgot that that was Al- Albert Finney. Finney. Yeah. I forgot wow. that it was him. Wow, 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 wow. Because I was like, Skyfall, and I was like, wait a minute, what was, oh, yeah, he was the dude. I watched at the, that once. At the. Not too long after it came Bond out. Bond Farm or whatever, whatever they called. It was Skyfall. Yeah. It, what am I thinking? That's Star- Skyfall. <laughs> That's the whole point of the, the center. They go to Skyfall, and he's like, and it's like a sheep ranch and. You know, Scotland in the hills. Who would have known that Bond was a, a sheep rancher? Well, I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Does that end in the podcast? You know, I, I, there's there's an Albert Finney movie I need to rewatch. It's Skyfall. I haven't seen Skyfall yeah. in years. I was going back and rewatching all the Bond movies from the beginning. I yeah happened to have had a gift like mm, two years ago. Mm. So. Of the the catalog, oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Blu-ray, oh, oh yeah, oh oh, and the only one that's missing huh. from that period is Spectre, which uh, is like, okay. yeah, I'll get it. Mm. On. I'll be a completist and get it on Blu-ray eventually. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one I keep coming back to, and I know that we're getting off the beaten track, is From Russia with Love. Oh yeah, love yeah. that movie. Well, yeah, yeah. It's that happens to be. Yeah. One of my favorite, like if I had to rate them, yeah. from Russia to Love is like uh, maybe one, mm. at least yeah. in the one or two. It's my favorite, yeah, my ish. favorite one, yeah, at least Connery one, yeah, yeah. Russia to Love. Well, I just say overall, I say that that one just like you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, he was in Skyfall. Okay. Um, here's a movie you may not have never seen. Okay, but I saw this um once. As suggested by the family, the kid. Um, it is Albert Finney. It's a uh, Tim Tim Burton movie. Mm-hmm. Albert Finney mm-hmm. and Ewan McGregor. Mm. Big Fish. I love that movie. Very good movie. It's love Albert Finney. Yeah. He's the dad. He's the dad. Um, here's one I gotta go rewatch. I hadn't seen this in many years. Uh, the Soderbergh film, Aaron Brockovich. Oh yeah! Oh, Aaron Brockovich. I, I wow! I totally forgot all about that. Yeah, plays He's Aaron Brockovich. He plays the gruff but lovable lawyer. Yep. Who, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Takes Aaron Aaron under his wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Changes her life. Tom Jones. Oh. Nineteen sixty-three. His early stuff. One yeah. of his, I guess, his early yeah. breakout movie. Nineteen sixty. Saturday night and Sunday morning. A British movie, okay. kind of, kind of a gruff, kind of a, a noir. Okay. Corpse, corpse Bride, really? <laughs> Albert Finney and the Born Legacy. No, I'm just looking here. Oh, okay. Murder, on, a Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. That was 1974. Big he plays that. Perot. Mm-hmm. Hercule. Two for oh. the Road. Audrey Hepburn and Albert Finney. Okay. Uh, yeah. The Born Ultimatum. So he's in the Born movies. You yeah. know, can I just say this? I have seen Bourne movies. I don't remember them that well. Oh, I know. I just, Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon. <laughs> He's running around in cars. It's kind of... Yeah. yeah. 
If, if, Matt if, Damon. Yeah, yeah. Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt, a, Matt, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. I know. If it's not, if it's not South, if it's not uh, South Park or T, you know, right. the freaking trade, Matt and Trey, Matt David. Right. It's Matt just Damon. Matt Damon. I, I love, uh, I love the anecdote of that. Uh, they told the story once, Trey Parker. Yeah. And they're, so, they're, so they're sitting there in the, some Hollywood thing, and Matt Damon's there, and they look over there, and they, they're they worried that Matt Damon's going to come over there and just punch him out, right? Oh, my God, he's going to do oh, it. Oh, nice. And so Matt Damon marches up to him real serious looking, right? Like he's angry. Like, yeah. And he goes, he puts out his hand and goes, I'm Matt Damon. Yeah. And yeah. They, they just, they uh, when I heard that, I was like, that's awesome. At least Damon had a sense well, of humor, you know? Yeah. He, Matt Damon. Actually, Matt Damon seems to have a sense of humor so i, I have nothing against right uh, Matt Damon. <laughs> but you know he does he does yeah. stuff jimmy kimmel stuff and, yeah. you know they 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 get yeah. around so i mean it's like and here's the thing yeah. i have zero respect okay for a star a public person that yeah. can't take that kind of oh yeah parody you yeah. know what i mean yeah yeah they take themselves so seriously that how dare you yeah. you know well I mean, granted, I could see how Saddam Hussein was kind of pissed about the uh, South Park movie, but <laughs> well, but yeah, yeah, he was but. a bastard. But anyway, yeah. uh, but but no, but like that, it's like if you can't take that, I mean, you're sitting there counting your millions, yeah. you know, and you can't take and have a sense of humor Full about ribbing. yourself. I mean, it's like, come on. And interestingly enough, we were talking about Brando earlier. Yeah, Brando. Had kind of a sense of humor about himself. Did he? I mean, he parried. Yeah, yeah he kind of parried himself a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, he would. He was. Kind I love of, the good parody when yeah, when guys actually. Of, yeah, he kind of from apparently what I've yeah. heard that he was like, well, he was he was like he understood. Hmm. Yeah. Excellent. I, I I dig that. That makes me like him even more now. Well, I mean, I yeah. I kind of think that people get you know, especially people like that who are legends. Like some of them are and like, Look, I'm right? just a freaking actor. At some point, yeah. lay off the, you know, let's just, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. Brando. He was a complicated guy, but yeah, I I've heard that he was kind of, well, I, like they they said on the set of The Godfather and stuff that he was, he would kind of joke around and whatnot mm. with the cast. I mean, he was kind of he anyway. Was, he was great started. in the Gilmore Gang. Yeah, I mean, he was. You know. I don't know. I mean, here we're talking about Albert Finney. We're just talking about act. But anyway, right. yeah, so he was in Born Stuff, Gumshoe, 1971. Okay. I've not seen that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. A Good Year, 2006. Mm. Uh, Corpse Bride. <laughs> Corpse Bride. I, yeah, I, I don't... Did I see that? Yeah, I think I did see Corpse Bride. Obviously, he would have been a... Yeah. A... Uh, a voice. Uh, the one I want to see, 1983, and I think this had some nominations, The Dresser. Mm. It's a movie mm. about, he plays an actor. Okay. A famous, like, actor, mm -hmm. I think, during the war. It's a period piece. Okay. And and, and the, yeah. and the, the his co-star is his assistant. Right. Oh. Like, like I, I saw, I saw a trailer for it, kind of, maybe a my favorite year kind of a vibe or something oh, yeah, like that you know the whole yeah. Yeah. that sounds like a good movie I, you know I, I think when you go through these though and when you see his 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 work mm -hmm. you're not going to be disappointed with no. Albert Finney no he uh, he always he, he's one of those actors even if the movie maybe isn't so good he'll bring it to the movie 
You see that? I love those. I like those actors, right? That they, they do the movies that maybe just didn't get the uh, acclaim and everything, but you watch them and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's Al- that's Albert friggin' Fetty right there, you know? You're always going to get a, a standard with with someone like that. Yeah. In a movie in 2007, I said, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. Hmm. Co-starred with uh, Ethan Hawke okay. and Seymour Hoffman. Wow. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah but, you know, now that we're sitting there talking about his, his body of, you know, his total body of work, he was such a dynamic actor. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did a lot of, I mean, he did a lot of different parts that uh, you wouldn't associate that now today's sort of typecasting. Well, I'm just looking at the list you know. here on Google, and it's, it's, uh, mm. there's a lot. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Albert Finney. Yeah, I mean, it's like there's there's a lot of movies here that I have not seen. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sure I've I, The I'm Duelists. Sure. Oh. That was a. That was in the 70s. I know that mm. that. Uh, that wasn't like a car thing. British right? historical drama. Oh. Oh, uh, I know what The Duelist is. It was the directorial debut of Ridley Scott Ooh. in 1977. Ooh. Which is weird because, I don't know, maybe he shot it in 76 because then there's Alien that came out like in, what, 78? Yeah, 78. And and then Blade Runner. So yeah. Ridley always like does a lot of, yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, I, I actually, yeah, based on The Duel by Joseph Conrad. I've heard good things about The Duelists. Yeah. And it's a Ridley Scott movie, so there you go. Uh-huh. What was the... Excellent. Huh. Anyway. So yeah, um, critical reception ninety two percent fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes there for the Duelists. There you go. There's a movie. So there's a, there's always stuff like that where it's like yeah. there's so many movies. It's see they could just stop yeah. making Hollywood movies tomorrow. It'll be okay. We could go through the back catalog. Oh yeah, we'll find lots of stuff to watch. All the gems that you missed the Don't first. You hate time that around? when an old person like me goes, "You should just stop making movies on TV shows." <laughs> right. Got plenty let's, to watch. Let's go back and watch Canon. Yeah. Come on, I can watch Peter Gunn. Right, Peter Gunn, <laughs> 77 Sunset Strip, you know. Yeah. How about an old, like, a Beatnik Route 66, you know, where they're going around, he's going around, he's learning stuff, but he's in his vibe. So, but the thing, okay, so the streaming services like yeah. Prime and yeah. Netflix, they're doing their own production yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where a lot of people are selling their things. Yeah. Um. Interestingly enough, uh, in the Prime news, uh-huh. aside from that, is uh, you know, Amazon Prime did a big deal with Woody Allen. Right. Then they had all the fallout, and uh, this week Woody Allen's suing Amazon for like sixty-eight million for a breach of contract or whatever. Who isn't suing? <laughs> we'll see what happens. Well, <laughs> right. it was all that fallout from yeah. Woody Allen's personal life. Right. Right. Which. Uh, they do have of, a kind of do have a point. Yeah, how are you yeah. going to sell a film when when yeah yeah that yeah. actually oftentimes comes out as breach of contract. It's yeah. like the morals you know, clause or whatever they something have. like that. Yeah, like if you do, if you do something so bad, yeah, that it's like we can't sell your product anymore. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. But uh, I'll give you a good, good mm. example here uh, of good stuff. Okay. Like in sci-fi, we can talk sci-fi. Sure. Um. One of the really good new sci-fi franchise or 
uh, that has gone uh, three seasons. Okay. And I think I think it was on the Sci-Fi Cable Channel. I think that's where it was. Sci-Fi Network. Okay. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is kind of like they kind of come in and do a production and then cancel it. That's mm-hmm. kind of what they're known for. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of come in and oh yeah, we did that and then we did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a new franchise. It's new to me. Uh, it was a series of books, and then they picked it up. A couple, uh, some showrunners picked it up. Not unlike uh, George R. R. Martin, and then the. Uh, Benioff and Weiss picked that up and did the Game of Thrones stuff. Yeah. So this these books, series of books, were picked up by showrunners okay. called The Expanse. The Expanse. The Expanse. And it was on sci-fi. Okay. I think it made it through three seasons Okay, and then was canceled. But there's like six books or eight. I've heard people read. I've never read the books. Me either. Um, but apparently they're, they're pretty interesting, pretty good. Mm. Very, very interesting sci-fi series. The reason I bring it up is... Uh, when it was canceled, there was a big, not only people who've read the books and know it, people who watched it, and I had heard so many good things. I'd seen it, heard, constantly always heard good things about it yeah. that I actually picked it up and I binged through the seasons. And it was like, no, that, that, was, that was worthy sci-fi. That was, mm. that was good stuff. And then it got canceled, and of course then there's a whole niche audience there going, we want more Expanse. Right. So right. Uh, Bezos himself announced it some... Ooh. Meeting business thing, Amazon status. That oh, and by the way, you know that that sci-fi movie you all like. Amazon bought it. We're gonna make the next season. Wow. So, for example, wow. Amazon, Netflix potentially are buying out canceled shows, and sometimes for fans who like those niche shows, especially sci-fi yeah. genre television, always hope like, oh, could Amazon buy it? Could Netflix? Could we get that? And and yeah. it drives. Maybe new customers. Yeah. So, for yeah. example, I don't have the Prime Video. Okay. But I mm-hmm. am interested yeah. in seeing the new season of The Expanse because it was really good. Why do I I'll, – I'll tell you what one thing I like about The Expanse mm-hmm. that differentiates it from other space sci-fi shows because it's all set in space. Okay. And I've always wanted this, and I got this with Jerry Anderson stuff. Like mm. back in the day, mm-hmm. but most of the space, like Star Wars, takes place in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. Star Trek takes place different planets, different places. Nebulon Five. Most yeah. most sci-fi space shows. Yeah. Gosh, even the MCU, even mm. the Infinity Wars and stuff. It's like they're going from this planet to this realm. Alternate this yeah. reality. Yeah. You know, you're going light years away, right? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. the Expanse is set in our solar system. Oh. There's no light speed travel or whatever. Mm. There it's it's in the solar system. Yeah. And I've always wanted that. And so it's set like a I want to say it's like a couple hundred years into our future. Yeah. Into our current future. Okay. And you know, the solar system has been colonized. Oh. Mars has been terraformed and colonized. Ooh. The asteroid belt is actually where all the resources yeah. are our minds, so there's space stations and wow. asteroids and the moons and stuff where there's colonies of people, and that's where the whole expanse is set. And it's very mm. interesting, and they do some good sciencey things. Not everything's perfect. You can never do perfect physics or science in a TV show. Period. Right. right. But they at least like, for example, in the spe- in the expanse, the people who grew up and live out in the asteroid belt or whatever can never safely come back to Earth. 
mm. because they grew up in low gravity. Yeah, yeah. And and oh, they actually end up okay. in in one scene in this TV show where they torture a guy mm. to get information out of him. Yeah, and he's what they call a belter. Because he's from the Astro Belt. Guess what they do? Well, we're just going to turn on the gravity here for you. And it's like, the guy can barely breathe and all that. It's like, well, yeah, the guy didn't grow up on one gravity on Earth. So things like that, they do really, really well. Okay. And like when they do travel in their spaceship Mm -hmm. from moon to planet or whatever, which they go really fast. They're still not traveling at light speed, but they go really fast. They have to like, I don't know, they end up taking this drug and they have to like, getting these belts and stuff because mm. of the acceleration and yeah. deceleration. It's really fascinating. It's a really interesting show. Like totally that. multicultural, multi-gender mm-hmm. uh, roles. So that's another thing that people are so crazy about. And this one, it's just like, yeah. y- you know, everyone, you know, it's just like it's a it's a totally multi um, okay cast yeah you know and it's a really interesting show and pretty much it's you know the setting is like you know the people out in the yeah the belters as they call them in the asteroid belt there's prospectors and there's like people literally in spaceships yeah getting asteroids and stuff and it's going up you know trying to make their way and then mars is its own like nation state Wow. And Mars and Earth do not get along. Oh. And Earth's got a lot of problems <laughs> because of environmental things. Sure. And, and you know, no resources really are on like Earth that. anymore. So that's the expanse. I like that. I like it's appealing. Yeah. The first first uh, season is oh you like this too because the first season is basically a detective noir. Really? Yeah. So it's set. There's a there's a a murder. Death slash murder. Yeah, and uh, the first season kind of surrounds this main character who's a detective, wow. and he's trying to solve this out in the wow. asteroid belt. But then it opens up into a larger, a nice futuristic whodunit. Yeah, it, well, like it opens it. up into a larger political conspiracy that involves ah. Earth, Mars, gotcha. the asteroid belt. Yeah. You know the the proverbial Pandora's t- box. Yeah. Gotcha. And yeah, I mean, I think huh. everybody. I mean, like like every series like that, you yeah. know, there's stuff. Well, eh, it kind of starts out slow or whatever. People might find it, but once you know, it, it's like one of those like, you know, anything like Star Trek. Stick with it. Yeah, it'll get you'll, you. You yeah. might get into it. You know, if you like that sort of thing. Gotcha. So that so there's an example I think of like them resurrecting a show and then yeah, and putting it on Prime. I like it. Show yeah. that, and and I think more and more. We're gonna see more of that, yeah. You know where and and the other thing is these audiences are niche. So again, we go back to the hey, we want to make this thing. Guess what? It's gonna cost Jason. Yeah, the Gilmore, Gilmore family gang, gang. <laughs> Gilmore gang, where no one betrays anyone. No. It's gonna, trust me, it's gonna be that. T- it's the feel-good gangster movie of the summer. Right, right. I thought you betrayed me. No. In fact, I caught this big trout for you out fishing. Do you want it? Oh, thank you, Fredo. Yeah, right. Oh. Yo, it's like the Hallmark. It's as if Hallmark made a gangster movie. That's great. The Hallmark Channel. Right. The that's Gilmore what we gang. want. Maybe that's we got to pitch it to them. Maybe that's the whole thing. We're going to pitch it to Bezos. Yeah. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Let's take it to him. He's going through a bad divorce. He needs a distraction. Right. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Especially, we've got a great idea here. Especially with the whole National Enquirer thing going yeah, on. Yeah, well. He, it's not like that. Look, far be it for me to defend a billionaire. Right. <laughs> That's a weird look. But, yeah. uh, but it's not like America. What is it the name of that? Whatever the name of that National Enquirer. It's not like yeah. they're just a... A bunch of garbage. Yeah, I mean, let's be right. honest. Yeah, it's, you know, and 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 they are. I'm surprised they actually. Well, maybe this one. I'm surprised yeah. they haven't gone to court, like right. because of the blackmail payoff. Yeah, bit. It's deeper. It, it, yeah, it, 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 the whole. Oh, you uh, mean it may reach into the echelons of our own government? Maybe there there is that sort of <laughs> tentacles that have. Uh, <laughs> There's some slight overtones. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, I was reading that story, and... Uh, I didn't read it. I saw the headline. Well, I, yeah, I didn't... My, he basically claims blackmail. When I say read, it's like, it's talking back to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. But, um, but I didn't even do that. Bla- blackmail, that <laughs> uh, they were put a, put up to it at the behest of uh, yeah. maybe somebody in a high uh, place in government. Yeah. And uh Oh, you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like somebody yeah. somebody who doesn't like the billionaire owner yeah. of Amazon owning yeah. the Washington Post. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah, uh that doesn't surprise I, me. I like Bezos. He he I mean, he came out and just but he he I think yeah. in this case he's too nice of a guy. Well, I I would have uh, well, if I was Bezos. No, no, I mean, <laughs> I uh, but I mean, how he handled no. it. Uh, if I was Bezos, okay. I would have, I would have walked out there and said, "This is what's going on." Like he did, right? Yeah. This is what's going on. Yada yada yeah. yada, you know. And I would have looked straight into the camera and I, I would have said, "You know, I am worth so many billions of dollars, Mister T. Yeah, I can buy and sell you a million times over." I'm willing to offer fifty million dollars right now to anyone who can give me any dirt. I'll give you a hundred million yeah, if but... it has to pertain to a certain uh, Eastern <sighs> European country. I don't know, dude. I don't think that would, I would have pulled the punk card at that point. I would have said, "Listen, if we're going to sling mud, the, does the phrase the Teflon president uh, seem to ring a bell to you?" I yeah. mean, come on, but he, come on. There, there's a certain thing to that, but come I mean, on. then again, I mean, you don't get to be Jeff Bezos without being a certain sort of no, te- I know, Teflon but yourself. He, he owns the Washington Post. That's true. He owns the Washington. So I That's think, true. I think, I think you you're think a little well out. On, I think you're a little bit out on the on the uh, on the fringe there. Yeah, because I just uh, think they'll cover him for. Yeah, okay. I just, I, I may, I may, think, I'd be making more out of it. Than, I mean, I, I don't think I. I, don't, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm not. I'm not defending anyone. No, here. no, 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 no. I, I I'm just point. saying I that that. Yeah. Uh, it, See, that's my knee-jerk reaction. I mean, it's just a you know the I whole mean, Mark Cuban so much, sort of. There's so much. Yeah, but there's so much. Be right. That. That has been released. Yeah. Previous to the election, I, no, I don't want to get yeah, into politics. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't. And know. everyone's like, yeah, yeah. yeah I know. I hear. I hear you. I know. And you're like, really? Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I. I mean, I. This is exactly why I don't get into politics or anything politics, either, because it's just like, and and yeah. So Albert Finney. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but yeah. but that said. The reason I mentioned Jeff Bezos is right, because Amazon he actually and, literally yeah. made that announcement That's at cool. one of their things because I, you know, maybe he's a fan of it, yeah, or whatever himself. It, you know, I mean, he's a rocket guy and a sci-fi guy, so I think you know, or maybe not. I, who knows? But they, you know, fans were like, "Great, thank you." 
Yeah, and I, I think companies like the Amazon Prime and the Netflix, yeah. they, they have uh, they've done a huge service for people. I mean, they've actually given uh just say a, a you know a broader richer things because how many like i've said before uh, on the show today how many things would have never seen the light of day i was gonna show you, the, you so know. when i was excited and, yeah. and i got i was sitting here struggling with my laptop screen for a while <laughs> <laughs> that's behind the scenes though folks yeah. behind the scenes but that, it you'll is get that in the director's cut. well wouldn't you know when i bring in yeah. some new tech well. and whatnot there's gonna like be the shake. opening, it's like, hey, didn't unmute. Mm. Mm. That's the first time. It's a shakedown period, you know. Yeah. New technology. That's right. Brand new. Brand spanking new. There will be a video on it. Not Coffee with Conventions. But um, but what I did want to show you mm-hmm. is something. Okay. Would you like to see something for free? I would. What's your entertainment? What's your best price entertainment dollar? Wow. I think free is a very good price. <laughs> Wait. Oh, I put it. Where's, Tom? Where's was... Tom? He's there. Okay. Oh, here he is. And everyone knows. Yes. And every... here. And everyone knows. Free is a very good price. Free is a very good price. <laughs> Dressed Tom. I had to move some stuff here. I'm yeah. going to be cleaning this desk off, by the way. Well, it's there's... been six months in the... Wait until I read through those books. Why are they here? Um, I... anyway, <laughs> but I did want to show this before we're, we're done yes, because yes. I wanted to give the pro tip, mm-hmm. super pro tip. You want to go watch and it's sci-fi. Mm-hmm. So indie, indie done sci-fi mm-hmm. stuff for free here on YouTube. Yeah. And here's right here. Yeah. I found this channel, uh, weeks ago. I'd never heard of it. These are independent shorts. I'm still trying to figure out who these people are. Mm-hmm. Has half a million subscribers. It's it's called Dust. Dust. Easy to remember. Dust. Go check out. Just go into YouTube. Type in Dust. Go to the channel Dust. And here are the videos. I watched. I subscribe to them now. I watched the sci-fi short film FTL, Faster mm-hmm. Than Light, presented by Dust. And it's a 15-minute 14, 43-minute movie about a guy who makes the first human faster-than-light flight. The effects are top-notch Hollywood. Um, It's kind of like the Twilight Zone or Outer Limits. Top-notch effects. um, Good short stories. They're all shorts. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've, I've, I've watched through... Several of these, but not as many. There's tons of these out here. Mm-hmm. And there's interviews and stuff like that. But just go, I think the playlists they have, um, they'll have, they'll do a trailer, and then they'll post the actual short movie. Okay, okay. So they have playlists here. Comedy sci-fi, artificial intelligence sci-fi. Wow. Uh, there's one on here. That has Doug Jones, I believe, who is who plays in Star Trek. He's that actor who plays all of the the creatures. He was the the water guy in that movie. Um, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Shyamalan movie, right? No, 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 no. The whatever. <laughs> the woman who falls in love with the creature from Black Lagoon. 
Yeah, the Shape of Water. Shape of Water. That's I thought that's the, not Shyamalan. Oh, who is that? That's who, the. There's another. Oh, Detoro. De, yeah, yeah. Guillermo. Yeah. Guillermo del Toro. Gotcha. Yeah. But Doug Jones. Yeah. Uh, he's also a character on the new Star Trek. You know, he's like a makeup guy. Mm-hmm. But he he's got he's in stuff here. Um. Yeah, Automata. That's it. I haven't watched it. Automata. And it's several, actually, several. Uh, Several um, episodes of Automata. Episode one, two, three. I think it's like a noir about robots. But this is all like recent shorts or episodic things with top-notch effects. Yeah. Because here's the thing. A kid with a good computer and software can make make some pretty darn good effects now. Right, yeah. And so I don't I again, I don't know how they're monetizing this. I don't know how they're getting paid. Hmm. And there are others out there. Yeah. You just find this on YouTube. And it's wow. free. It's like what's the wow. price? Free. Well, well, free is a yeah. great price. And so I see I see things things like that yeah. that are continuing to revolutionize. Yes. Hollyweird. <laughs> You know, I think it's good. I think it's making Hollywood work for it now. You know, they got to compete. Well, They're no longer just the sole source, besides, well, besides TV, of course, but I mean, yeah. cinematic stuff. I mean, I, I like the fact that uh, 20th Century Fox now has got to, uh, who's got, has got to dance for their supper now. You know, they're. Well, and again, you know, it, well, so part, part of the argument in Hollywood with people in the industry is that, hey, well, that budget goes to an industry and yeah. you know keeps food on the table for people. True, that's true. But we also live in a technological society, and yes, the internet and things do different things. And right. I mean, you know, I, I I'm all for creative industries and for creative people. Yeah. But go ask former auto workers about their jobs and whatnot. I mean, right. It it, it it it's always cool when it's someone else's job, but when it's your job, then it's like oh, you know, and yeah. and and, and yeah. this is nothing against creative people. No, I mean no. I I work in a creative industry, right? Yeah. But at the same time, um, there's yeah. progress, right? You know, right? I I just think I think in the long run, the competition is only going to mean better shows and better content, right? Because you know you you've got to deliver now. You just can't. Uh, shove out the same old schlock in. Well, I just read. You, know, you can if it's reality TV, but I mean, other than that. I was just reading an article about artificial intelligence, ooh, AI, right? Ooh. And it's like, here's, I think it's, I think it was in Wired, actually. I think Wired, I believe Wired's doing a series on AI today, mm-hmm. like what it's doing. And the article that I read was AI is revolutionizing an industry you'd be surprised. The mixing of music. Oh. Yep. And I've, I've uh, you know, I read this article, but yeah. I've actually been to the websites yeah. already before I read the article. Mixing music. I, I can see that. Um, I, there are websites. What, what it is, is it's a service. Uh, software is a service. Mm-hmm. So you go to a website. Yeah. I've gone to them because I was actually curious. I, I think I got something in my, you know, I, I always get mm. the advertisements. And everything's like garbage, 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 yeah. garbage, like garbage, garbage, <laughs> garbage. And then the one time it pops, it's like, hey, do you want to automate mixing your music and your audio? It's like, okay, 
click. I'll take a look at that. That yeah. is of my interests, right? Yeah. Wow. And and I so I've been to uh, one or two of those sites. And what you do is you submit the tracks. It's for mostly it's for mastering. Mm-hmm. So we do a mix down, and then they master and compress and tweak and all of that. But they can do, but they do automated mixing. Yeah. The yeah. thing is, is that's been going on. There's there's been AI like that baked in. Maybe not AI, but uh, like people who use Pro Tools is used for mixing and mastering and modern day production, for example. Yeah. Well, it, it, there's the whole thing like back in the day when you'd have to buy this piece of equipment because you wanted to get this certain reverb sound or environmental sound. Well, guess what? Bring the plug-in in. Here's the preset. Yeah. Here's, you know, so that, that's been kind of going on. And now they're they're saying eliminating the actual human factor ah. of mixing the music. Yeah. It makes sense to me. No, it, it does. Yeah. And, and given yeah. going back to the state of, of art and Hollywood, given mm. the state of music today, yeah. who cares? It doesn't matter. It doesn't, right. I doesn't. I don't know if I could tell the difference if it was mixed by this one dude or the computer or HAL 9000 because it all, it's all so highly compressed and limited and auto-tuned. And the guys doing it are mostly going to be using that software anyway, mm-hmm. so it's kind of redundant in a way. Exactly. Um, I got a question for you. Which, you know, like yeah. I say, you know, uh, the movie problem, don't ask me about music because <laughs> modern music, hello. Uh, yeah. I got a question for yeah. you. Okay. Now, that, this, this intrigues me. Uh, and I'll, I'll get to the point because there's a, there's, a there's a larger question I want to ask you after right. the first question. Can you, for the AI, for the music mixing, now you can do it to mix the music together when it's different tracks, different parts. Can you do it, like, uh, is that what they mean by, like, auto-tune in that? The spur-of-the-moment, corrective sort of voice mixing? Well, they... Because I, there's something I... Well, uh, auto-tune is a different thing, right? Right. And and everyone knows what an auto tune sounds like now yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, not so much anymore. It's, well, it's the new generation of it is pretty kind of seamless. Yes, and I'll uh, yeah. I'll explain that in a minute yeah. because I was told something, and I checked into it, and by golly, if it isn't correct, and I I, I don't know if I want to say it on air, because it's it it, it can be kind of taken as controversial. Mm-hmm. But I mean. I, I'm gonna do it. I, this isn't this isn't a secret. It's been out there now. Uh, as you know, the rock group Kiss is on their mm-hmm. their, their final fell oh, farewell yeah. tour. Uh, now I know where you're going with. Not this. a lot of people know, but Paul Stanley's voice is gone. It's yep. done. I mean, it sounds like this. He'd get up and sound like that if he used to sing. But suddenly he comes out on his first show and he sounds like he did in like maybe 1984. Mm-hmm. And people are like. Mm-hmm. Do they have surgery on his throat? What's going on? Mm-hmm. How how is he able? And it's not full lip syncing. It's not like Britney Spears getting up there like that. But mm-hmm. people are like, people are like, how can? What's going on? And then other people start whispering. You know, there's stuff out there that can generate yep. parts of yes, the, yes. All his, they take the entire yep. ca- catalog of every live show he's ever done. It pieces together almost yeah. almost at the molecular level, and it comes out as a fresh. Voice. Yeah, no, the, the, the computing, the computing power it, to do that is yeah. there. 
oh yeah and when i heard that i'm like at first i was like what you know and then yeah. i started thinking well geez if you're paying like 200 dollars for a ticket are you really getting your price when some guy nope. is kind sorry of... i say nope now i understand it was a great stage show i didn't go to kiss this time what? wait wait how do you know Dude didn't even know didn't need to show up. How do you know he's just not a hologram? Oh! <laughs> but is it Ring ro- the bell. Is it robot kiss guys, though? They come out, you know, yeah. Gene Simmons here comes down, burder, burder. You know what? Then, there, there is a robot metal band. Is there? Yeah. Tour. I, 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 mm. I saw it. They played at Dante's. Ooh. I think it's like one dude. It's a human singer, yeah. and then the rest of the band is robots. That's fantastic. They were at Dante's. I can't remember the name of them. And I was just like, I saw a video, and it was like, oh yeah, this this is this, this is, is the future. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I like come it. on. Our, like our bass player plays like a robot anyway. We should just replace <laughs> him. <Right. laughs> you heard the drummer from the White Stripes? Come on, she's got to be a robot. Oh, yeah. okay. Sorry, no, sorry about um, that. Yeah, it, I, I, huh. I, I, yeah, I believe I, I totally that's what you can do. And I, wow. yeah, what I mean by auto tune is yes, you can auto tune to correct, and it doesn't Pitch sound or whatever. Yeah, and but... it doesn't. I mean, it it is corrected, but it sounds quote natural. Yeah, but the auto tune effect that we all know is when they tweak it to where it's that weird like yeah. with the instrument, the, the, the yeah. electronic sort of synthesized mm-hmm. sort of yeah. like a vocoder we used to call it back in the day. Okay. But um, but yeah, I mean, mm. and, and most all of modern music, gosh, in this century, mm. is often auto tuned and mm-hmm. tweaked to put the you know, oh, our singer's a little flat. Okay, well, let's yeah, let's tweak that up in the mix, you know. But I thought this was taken to a whole new level. I yeah. mean, all they start doing, and it's literally built his voice from all the all, all the years and the, all the songs and everything he's done to make it sound like a. Uh, make it sound like he did yeah. like in the yeah. 80s and i and i listened to it you know i heard it i heard a youtube thing of it and he's saying i'm like i'm like there is no no, no corrective surgery could make you sound like that i mean ask elton yeah. john i mean he's hitting the high well stanley would hit those high notes and he did yeah i mean those, he, he did he, yeah. he did it like 1984 animal up there you know yeah and i'm like well i, I call shenanigans you know but, yeah, but, you know, hey, if people want to go, you know, whatever, it's cool. You'd think that they'd take some of that AI computing power that they'd have, yeah, and uh, and make Gene Simmons less ugly. Ooh, ooh, Gene Simmons, Gene Simmons, right? I'm thinking like this is Gene Simmons of Kiss. Couldn't they like super I'm Gene Simmons? <laughs> right, Gene Simmons. Right, Gene Simmons of Kiss. And I'm gonna sell you something. I'm gonna sell you a lot of things. Gonna sell you. Do you have your kiss water bottle? I'm Gene Simmons of Kiss. Do you have your kiss coffee mug? Do you have your kiss, Jason? Yes, yes, yes. Gene Simmons of Kiss. Hey, Gene, how you doing? Wow, this is Jason. Cool. Yeah, Gene. Yeah. Do you have your kiss army floor mats for your car? No, I don't, Gene. Tell me what more. What kind of fan are you, Jason? <laughs> this is Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons of Kiss. Gene Simmons. Yeah. Gene Simmons of Kiss says, you need a Kiss Army floor mats for your car, Jason. Gene, okay, I'm right on do it. Do you understand, Jason? I do. I do, Gene. I do. Thank you. <laughs> How about your kids, Jason? Yeah. How many kids do they have? 
Gene Simmons kiss army onesies. Well, they're a little too old for that, Gene. Uh, they do have the... They need uh, jammies. Well... Your kids have to wear jammies. Otherwise, this is Gene Simmons with okay. Kiss. I I'm, raised a few kids. I'll talk to him, Gene. Otherwise, your kids are running around in their underwear. Yeah. It, but, like little scrawny, like... Are they Kiss underwear? Dust Bowl kind of kids. I was born during the <laughs> Dust Bowl. Dust Bowl. I'm yeah. 83 years old. Right. I'm Gene Simmons of Kiss. <laughs> I love and it, Kiss Gene. jammies with the footies. Yes. Jeez, easy, yeah. What about macaroni and cheese? Yeah, I do have Simmons brand macaroni and cheese. Do you? Yes, I do, in fact. It's very cheesy, just like uh, just like the latest 80s Each Kiss one of the pieces of cheesy. pasta is oh. one of the members of Kiss. <laughs> I love it. There's I love a it. star. That's Paul Stanley's pasta. Oh, Kiss pasta. There's a big tongue. That's me, Gene yeah. Simmons of Kiss. Yeah. Yeah. What else do you need? We have every product. Every product. Every single product in your house can be replaced by a in fact, Kiss Army product. In, in fact, Jason, so we can says replace Gene you. Simmons, me. Gene Simmons of Kiss. In fact, Jason, we can replace you with the Kiss version of, of Jason. Uh, wow. What are your kids watching tonight? Are they watching the... Ask them if they're watching the Kiss cartoon. I'm hoping your kids are watching the Kiss cartoon while they're eating their Kiss cereal. <laughs> That's because I'm Gene Simmons of Kiss. Gene Simmons. I know. He does. He, he I does swear my in. mouth is now stuck like this. Anyway. Are you now stuck in You're going to be stuck like that for the whole weekend. I'm going to go. Anyway, I'm going to yeah. go to Safeway. Do you, have, do you have Kiss macaroni and cheese? <laughs> Uh, be... My friend Gene Simmons says I should get it. Right. G Gene told me to. Gene Simmons will kiss. Gene told me to. <laughs> that was my horrible impression of Gene Simmons. Right. Anyway. But pretty spot on, actually. Anyway. We, <laughs> we gotta go. Uh, who is Who's that? Yeah. I'm sorry. Missy is calling. Oh, Missy's calling. Yes. Okay. It's not like she doesn't know like we're Missy. on the air at the moment. Well, we gotta go. Right? Sure. <laughs> this was the article I was referring to. It was from May in Wired. More artists yeah. are writing songs in the key of AI. But anyway. Yeah. I assure you, Gene Simmons of Kiss does not use AI. <laughs> That's my real tongue. Well, because had, I'm Gene Simmons of Kiss. He's had so much uh, face work done. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my word. <laughs> and. Think of where you know we what I started? think I'm going to do tonight? I'm yeah. going to call my mom. This is Gene Simmons. Of Kiss. <laughs> yeah. How are you? Who? <laughs> Doc, what do you want? <laughs> Who? Dude, Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. Of Kiss. Of Kiss. <laughs> you know calling Dr. Love? <laughs> yes. You know? <laughs> oh, Okay. The God of Thunder? Do you have calling Dr. Love floor mats in your car? <laughs> Gene Simmons of Kiss. Right. Oh. oh. It's, it's the whole calling Dr. Love uh, med medical supply line, you I know? I know I know now how I'm going to call into your special anarchy radio special. You'll get a phone call. <laughs> Gene Simmons of Kiss. <laughs> Wishing you a happy anniversary. That's right. That's right. Re Happy reunion. Do you have a Kiss Army floor mat? You need to buy that. Fourteen ninety five at AutoZone. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> AutoZone. That's your all your better retailers. Kiss. 
I love it. Oh, that's, that's really bad. Real, pretty realistic, though. <laughs> well, it is. It, I mean, the truth is in the parody, really. I yeah. mean, and most people are like, in the back of their mind, they're thinking, "Man, this may not be a joke. This actually may be James." <laughs> I James guarantee Smith. you that you will find the floor mats. I'm sure you can. Well, there are kids' floor mats. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Ring the bell. Put it up on the yeah. board. Okay. Oh, sure. Get me those steak knives. Ooh, kiss steak knives. Kiss cutlery. <laughs> kiss. Welcome to the kiss cutlery set. Do you know what? Do you know what you need to sell kiss merchandise? <laughs> Pair of brass balls. Oh, mm. Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, as done by Kiss. Mm. We're gonna leave it there because Jason, you've got to go. I gotta go. This is Gene Simmons saying. This is Gene Simmons saying, Jason has to go. So, let me cue up the <laughs> freaking open. It was good right up. Let oh. me cue up the uh, the outro. Okay. All right. All thank, right. Thank you, Gene. <laughs> Gene Simmons says you're welcome. <laughs> Gene Simmons signing off. Okay. Signing off. Say bye-bye. Hey. Say bye-bye. Oh, good night, everyone. Have a good weekend. We'll see you again next week.